The Tape Never Lies Network. Starts now. is underway. The Bears are checking out their prospects and seeing what they're going to do with the first overall pick. So, of course, we got a lot to talk about. We got a great show for you tonight. We got friend of the show, one of the best dudes out there, former Bears O-line, Steve Edwards is coming on. So let's bring the boys on. Shane, the smartest man, Marcel. Hey, hey. And there he is, the man draft after Phil. What up? What up, Claudia? Oh, starting it with a yawn, dude. Claudia. I asked. I made, I made you yawn. It was that bad. I, you were so close to hitting it, Claude. So I close. I got Claude. Because when the screen comes on, I see myself. That's when I usually All start right. talking. I gotta just wait a little bit, then start talking. That's, that's the key. It seems like forever with you. I don't. When I, I don't see my face, it. I start talking, but. <laughs> Sounds like Joniak is saying my name there in the beginning. You hear that? that Jeff Joniak now asking questions at pressers. Yeah. Evil. I love that laugh. Ted. Yeah. It's a used car Ted. salesman. Yes. E Ted. Ted. Remember when the Wizard of Oz and the fucking house falls on the witch? Yeah. That's Ted. And then the lollipop kids come out. Yeah. Did you? I used to be scared after those fucking monkeys. (laughs) Uh, Oh, Wizard of Oz. Like, I fucking, when I was, I hated that shit. I had, like, this machine gun set up. Bro, I'll have to go back. And I was shooting the screen at those fucks. My second grade teacher, Mrs. Moffat, looked exactly <laughs> like the witch. Her name was Mrs. Moffat. Oh Is that my like God. the ultimate teacher name? Miss Moffat. She Did looked she put you in the corner too. Oh man, dude. I was petrified going into second grade. I always re- I never forget it. Miss Moffat. She looked just she like the witch. Rep. Yeah, it looked just like the she witch from Wizard of Oz. Yeah, she'd ride a fucking bike to school and fuck me all up, man. Seeing her on that bike. <laughs> the basket on the front. <laughs> yeah, I'm like looking for the fucking monkeys in the closet in the classroom to pop out and. Oh my God. That's what this season seems like already. Yeah, it is. I know you and I were talking about how tired we were pre-show and then you come out the gates yawn and i'm like yeah we're we're in trouble tonight i am exhausted uh me it's such a good family day yesterday i know you did as well i did i Uh, did i told i got to meet a a a ttnl og fan claudio abreu this guy right here he's also a soccer fan there he is Yes. Soccer sucks. Look right there. below that bubble. You see Matt Nagy sitting back there? 
I said to him, I'm like, Claudio, is that is that Matt Nagy sitting back there? It didn't. It's not a dead ringer, but from where I was sitting, it, it looked a little bit closer. But yeah, we uh, Riley and I got to Toronto yesterday and called Claudio, and he came and met us at our hotel and took us around the city and talked about soccer for the first 20 minutes. So I had to shame. You had to put had the checkers on that. I'm like, I'm like, Claudio, do you realize there's a show tomorrow night? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, you don't think that you're talking about soccer for 20 minutes? You don't think that I'm going to, you know, destroy you with this live on the air? And he he started laughing. I can't believe he, he didn't wear a TTNL hoodie or anything. He didn't. He had the Bears hoodie on. That's he a disappointment. Gave, uh, a typical soccer player. He had, uh, he had a nice sign made up for yeah, my son, welcome, well, welcoming him to Toronto, and gave Riley a Raptors hat that I wouldn't let him wear to the Bulls game. But you know, does Claudio understand? Like, if I'm going to Green Bay and you live in that city, don't buy me a fucking Packers hat. I'm yeah. a Bears fan. <laughs> I gotta teach these Canadians. It's actually a pretty sweet hat. I got to give them credit. It's their original logo from 95. It's actually a pretty dope hat. But yeah, I'm. I'm I didn't I'm, even know their name was the Raptors. That's how much. I yeah, that's, that's 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 definitely. Well, I kind of knew. But how was oh, the arena? Oh, yeah. It's nice. Yeah, I've been there before. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's nice. It's uh, Toronto. I haven't been to Toronto. I had no reason to go there, Claude. But um. <laughs> I haven't been there in a long time, but it's a little more congested now than it was when I was there before. But uh, it's kind of cool when you're approaching the – I know Phil doesn't remember, but when the Raptors won the NBA title a couple of years ago, they used to close off the one street right before the arena, and they'd call it, they'd call it, they'd call it Jurassic Park, and it was it's actually a pretty wow. dope setup. There's a ton of sports bars and restaurants on each side of the street leading right up to the – Right up to the stadium, but yeah, it was a it's a definitely a night my son and I will will never forget. But I'll save I'll save that part of it for the later the shout outs. Yeah, yeah, because you're gonna get some trolling asshole talk bears. Yeah, what the fuck? come on, Jesus! Your first off, your son didn't even really have serious cancer, <laughs> and now we got to hear about basketball. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what's the world coming to? Bradgers <laughs> a professional bingo player at this point. Jeepers, creepers. <laughs> oh my god. Oh Bratcher couldn't fit us in his busy schedule. Bingo. I I Last of us. Yeah, I got some I got some stuff after work. I gotta meet some people and I got some things. <laughs> then let me do what I had to do. <laughs> Got a busy. <laughs> got some people. I got some Couldn't things. Fit us in. Yeah. Bingo! Look at I won ten dollars. <laughs> no, no, movies. we're very economical, my family. <laughs> bingo. Speaking of bingo, uh, bingo was his name out. Yeah. Jalen Carter. Yeah. Uh, totally fucking up the whole. Yeah, but it, it depends sounds on like how it, you look at it now, right? Exactly. People are overreacting, I think, a little bit. With well, this. I I don't know. It's Claude, hard so. not to overreact, Claude. Albert Breer. the timing of like, what was it, 35 minutes before he's about to speak? Yeah, yeah. Albert Breer had this 
quote tonight in his column on SI.com. It sounds like NFL people did not know about this specific example, but it sounds like there's – I'll just read it to you. It says, uh, Carter might find himself in trouble leading up to the draft. Um, That was hardly a shocker for NFL people. A wildly talented six foot three, three hundred and ten pound game wrecker was already given giving teams in the upper reaches of the draft order a lot to dig through well before police issues uh, be, well before police issued two warrants for his arrest Wednesday morning. And obviously those warrants won't make things any easier on those picking up near the top. So it sounds like there's maybe a little bit uh more potentially like i said i don't want to i don't want to pile on the kid we'll see we'll see how it works how it works out but i mean i don't obviously people died in the the situation but it's i don't think he's getting charged with misdemeanors but i don't think they're talking about when i think his quote can be taken two different ways i don't think breer's talking about he's making them look into more legal issues there's issues if you go on to the rest of the article. There's issues which show up on tape. We, sh- if you're a TTNL patron, we we showed you. There is an issue. They think that he loves football, but they think that he loves football game day, and everything leading up to that point, he has no interest in. And you, listen, we had a guy on our team that was like that. And Eddie Goldman, not the same player. Jalen Carter is is more talented. But when you are up top drafting that guy, you cannot have motivational issues. I'm going to tell you, shit in your hat and get the hell off the field. You don't. <laughs> exactly. Those things rarely get better. And like I said, if you're a patron, we, we talked about all of that. And, I mean, if you were at number one and not moving, to me – just because of that question, and like I, I've never had the ability to sit down with a kid. If you have any question about motivation and desire, you can't dra- you you can't take the kid there when you have a prospect like Will Anderson staring you in the face. Can't do it. No, and then you add okay. this. Will Anderson your- number one is the best player in this draft. Spoiler alert for me. You know, I'll break down the rest, but. He was the best player in last year's draft if he came out too. It doesn't change when offensive coordinators do everything in their power, no matter how many times anybody tries to tell me any different of Will Anderson. He's he's the he's probably the best I've seen yeah. in a long, long time. And there are my father compared him to LT. I've compared him to Khalil Mack. I'm not comparing him to fucking Michael Haynes, or whoever else you're gonna yeah, throw out. This there. is the this is the problem, Muck Muck. If no one was harmed, people died. Pe- two There's people died in this. He left people. the scene. Number one, just his football. Ryan Poles, you take him off the list. There's just no way you're trying to build this culture. And we're right. only going. We are only reacting to the information that we have, have. and it could be completely. Exactly off base we'll see how it goes listen the nfl these guys have private investigators they're they're gonna find out especially 
when you're up top, you, you have to turn over every single rock. But you, Phil, as a coach, if you have two guys that are wildly talented and there's a little seed of doubt about motivational issues with one guy, he, it's other guy it, trumps that every time. Yeah, get it. And it, you can't have any, I mean, there's so much. I have so many things I want to say, but there's so many biters of what it is we do here. It just infuriates me. So take, start quoting TTNL fans, you yeah. rabid fans, start quoting Cars, Shane, Coach O, myself, because there's so many people stealing what it is we say, and now it's there. And it's hilarious to me, but I'll say this. There is no ever a time where potential trumps heart. That's where all of these fraud GMs lose. They don't, the tape never lies. That's why this network is. I'm going to go all the way back to the year we drafted Leonard Floyd. This drop was us. I don't give a fuck that he smokes weed. They all smoke weed. Smoke weed every day. I'm talking about Laramie Tunsil. Yeah, that actually I, wasn't from that draft night. Right, but but that, yeah. I was talking about him. That, that he, he was that drafted moment. in 2016. But, I know, yeah. but I was talking about him. I'm sorry. Yeah, I hear you. For the record, you're right. Time but, frame. But I was but, talking. I don't care. I don't care. I do not care what the, t the the troubles and all that. If they don't love the game, that's a bigger strike. That might not sit well with you because right now he's innocent until proven guilty. Now you have yeah, evidence yeah. against it. How this is? Did you guys see his statement that he put out? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Just yeah. Like I, posted, I posted You're... it for the patrons today. Okay. Yeah. As soon as yeah, it I got came it out, here, you want me to read it, but. The NFL yeah. always tap dances on the court of law. It kind of picks and chooses how they're going to punish certain people. Well, and how many times? Let me ask you guys this. I mean, where yeah. do you think he drops to now? So this is well. More will have. I think more will have to come out. But uh, like I said, when I heard this come out, I mean, I think Detroit would be a team that would be involved, just because talent alone and. Mm -hmm. Need to add there a guy that they're not expecting. And they're picking where are they picking six, six and oh, eight. So he's not gonna drop. So he's not drop. You don't think he's gonna drop? I don't think he would. You know, if if more info comes out and this gets worse for him, um, I could see a team like Philly at 10 that really, you know, kind of backed into the top 10 by the you know, the crazy deal with the Saints last year. Now, is it a question him. of maturity versus integrity? That's where the line is because here they are racing down the strip i think it's all of it i don't think it's one i don't think it's either or i think it's i think it's a young kid doing stupid things and at the time not thinking about the you know the negative side effects of the decisions that the entire group made obviously I was reading my mind for god's sake that was so weird i don't know yeah, how to say your last name Eric. Warren Sapps was weed. 
Yeah, I mean, Warren Sapp well, I mean, was an attitude. Joe, Joe Mixon knocked the fucking girl out. Yeah. And, you know, nobody, you know, people people just, uh, you know, I guess glossed yeah. over that. I don't know. Warren Sapp I mean, dropped so, in the draft that year. When does it, because I don't want to speculate, because I don't want to condemn the kid, obviously. We don't know what he was playing or how, what involvement he had in, or if any, in the, in the, in the two people's deaths. But if let's say they were because they were racing, right? He's getting cited for racing. Say he was in that other car racing them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then then you're involved. Now you're a part of that whole. Well, that's what I think. That's what know, it is. That, they were racing, and the right. other car crashed. Objection. Right. So, so if it comes out that he was in that car, yeah. If he comes out that he was in that car, then he's fucked. Yeah, and then he left on top of that. So I, it all depends on what really went down lance briggs crashed his car left the scene got away with it right drunk try he didn't want to take a breath test he got yeah. out of it yeah they never again these things i don't know i don't know as a character let me just put it to the tape i've always maintained this and if you're a patron you know that we spent fucking over to almost two hours talking about Jalen Carter. There's no questioning the talent. But when you have to question the desire and there's whispers and rumors in regards to him just wanting to play games, doesn't yeah, want to practice hard. Then Jack will put this out there. I didn't see this part. The woman driving the other car was yeah, a yeah, exactly. I guess I didn't see that one. I mean, but they were, from what I read, I mean, they were going in the other lane, you know, the opposite direction. Yeah. I mean, they were definitely reckless driving. So, but... I mean, listen, it happened. Obviously, maybe he lied to them because he was freaking out, obviously, and, and didn't know what to do or whatever. But to, to, to here you go, know, here paint you him go. as like this dude. Let that me is, finish this. Yeah, the tape is a question based on his effort, right? Then you add this you've you're Ryan Poles. I'm sorry. Yeah, you if you draft this guy, you're taking the biggest risk, of yeah, and you can't do it. Well, and this is the thing, Phil, and you, you'll probably disagree with this. I honestly feel I felt from Jump Street, you know, if the Bears couldn't find the right deal, yes, they're going to, they would have been focused. You know, if, if everything was equal, no issues, they probably, I don't think the Bears really, I think that Bears have always been in sell mode. I think they're going down and I think they're, they're in asset accumulation mode. That's well, that. Watching, I watched every interview, and I got to give David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood the award-winning uh, uh, tip of the cat because they did the best with Ryan Poles. Right now, Eberflus to me is like a, I don't know, a non-factor in this. It's like, Yes, I know he's working hand for hand, but Ryan Poles' his name is on this shit. Let's just be honest. Oh yeah, your your head you know coach is this he time of year in media. Anything. Yeah, they're, they're a pawn. They're yeah, exactly. You can hear the one Cap asked uh, or not Cap, forget who it was. Somebody asked. It might have been on Pro Football Talk. They asked Ryan Poles a question. You could see his initial reaction to the question. Ryan Poles. He wasn't comfortable answering it, and he looked down, and Eberflus fucking jumped right in and just started talking. And I'm really? like, that's, to me, I, didn't I know see it's a bad word. Yeah, it's the, 
you know, I watched the, that interview, the yin and the yang that. part of it. It's like, oh, I'm, I know he's not comfortable with this part of it. So I'm going to come in and give him some coach speak. And right. I think Eberflus is a part of this. I think he's going 100%. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm, I want to be clear here because there's so many things in my head because of this Jalen Carter situation. But Ryan Pohl, I think just listening to these interviews that they've gotten with him because they're doing the the roundtables. They go to everybody at the that's at the combine. I just thought Cap did a really good job making him comfortable and getting some good meat off this bone. And it felt like in the interview that he was telling you exactly what you're saying, Shane. Yeah. That they're moving along with Justin Fields. Yes, they keep going back, both of them going back. We got to do our due diligence. And if you are a fan of TTNL, you know we said that way back when. Well, it's like you can't not do it. You see fans hear something said or they see like the if you're on Twitter and the, the wide receivers start running their 40s, and you see a guy pop off a four three two. All of a sudden, the mock drafts, everything on Twitter from Bears fans are like, "Got to draft that dude." You know, is, is are we even going to be able to draft him in the second round? And this is a guy that's been on nobody's radar. That's it's some fans are fickle when it comes to that. But my point is the draft, and we've said this over and over and over again. It's like the it's a it's a poker game. You hear Ryan Poles out there talk about Justin Fields and give him a little bit of praise, and we'd have to be blown away. And then what do you hear? Nick Casario comes out and says, oh, you know, everybody's saying we got to take a quarterback, but we'll see. You know, we we see the the model, you know, where San Francisco did it, building the building the team. So that, then they're putting that out there. And then fucking Ballard comes out there, guns ablaze, and, hey, well, everybody's saying we got to trade up number one. I don't, I don't feel that way. I don't feel that way. I don't think we I don't think we probably need to do that. We can get a quarterback at four. Well, no shit, Chris. Yes, you can definitely draft a quarterback at number four. It's very likely not going to be the guy that you want. Let's be honest. So it's all of these guys going again. It's them up in the ante. Houston I... spoke. We're not going to move. Indy, we're not going to move. Chicago's like, hey, we're fucking sitting. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Ian Rappaport Rappaport comes out today, and he goes, Chicago is sitting there, and every single team within the top 10 wants to move to one. It's Well, this is what I'm saying. I hate this. Like, I don't care how you rank the quarterbacks because we could do a little exercise right now. Each one of you is a GM in the chat or watching on YouTube. Give me your best quarterback in this draft. I'm guaranteed that it's going to be split all over the place. And that's how the NFL is. So the point that you're 100% right about, and we've seen this from fucking (laughs) the beginning of the draft time. I can tell you sitting here, I've watched the draft before anybody in this chat, maybe, staying home from school in third grade. I'm watching the draft. There's no fucking rhyme or reason for it. 
There isn't. There's things are gonna happen that are gonna shock everyone. Oh my god, who would have thought? Well, Phil, that's the thing. We we've heard it, and it's it's people are starting to say it more and more. And Daniel Jeremiah did a media uh call with with uh media members from you know all of the teams involved in the in the NFL draft, and he said it more than once in there. And listen, I know. Phil's not going to agree with this, and I don't agree with it myself, but he's said it multiple times. Guys, I'm telling you, teams in the NFL have Tyree Wilson and Will Anderson graded much, much closer than you think, and there is a lot of teams in the NFL that have him higher because, listen, it's based on tape first and foremost, but then there's projection involved the with some NFL teams. The NFL is full of these stupid guys. Oh, oh no, no, no. I, I get it, Phil, but we see it. Trayvon That's Walker. It is. Well, Trayvon Walker. Exactly. He, Daniel Jeremiah. Dude, Hutchinson I went or back, Walker? I went, you I and went, I had Hutchinson. Yeah, absolutely. I would have <laughs> all day long. But my point is, last year on the same exact media call, Daniel Jeremiah said, guys, you better get used to the name Trayvon Walker. You, I'm just telling you right now, get used to the name. He's he's very locked in. He's not putting shit out there for clicks like Jason Luckenfora on with Adam Rank and doing that nonsense. Yeah, I didn't get to see. So you oh, have to you didn't surmise miss. that. Because- I love Adam, but Jason Luckenfora came – across as a complete fucking buffoon even worse than everybody already you know expects from watch him. that here i look at the i just look at the tape there's not a comparison in talent no nope. the ceiling the projection of wilson is yeah, what he, they're bank, banking if out, he but, hits on his physical traits then then you have something. It's a hundred percent projection. Eberflus, they've come out and said that DeForest Buckner is the favorite player that Matt Eberflus has ever coached. Phil, we talked about it on All Access with our patrons. Mm-hmm. They very well could look at Tyree Wilson as that in time. And if they're playing yeah, the... I would never put him inside right now. You'll no, 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 you him. can't. You can't. I understand yeah. that. But the, they're not drafting just for 2023, is my point. If they project him Listen, with if that... Tyre, 20... If Wilson and Anderson are there and you go with Wilson, you're just not watching the... T- it just it goes against it. I'm just telling you. What's going to happen I, We on... can watch tape... I mean, every offensive coordinator in the SEC is game planning to block Wilson to stop so him from wrecking. Let me game let planning me, on Texas Tech's fucking. So we, giant. we played we played this game before, Phil. But now I'll change the the names up. So the Bears and the Colts make a deal for number one. Yep. And the Colts go up to number one and they draft their quarterback. At number two, Houston bangs in. They take Will Anderson. And number three, Arizona takes Arizona takes Tyree Wilson. 
at number yep. three. So you are working the phones with care, trying to get Carolina, Carolina, right. But you're working the phones with Carolina to try to get them to come up with Vegas, to come up for a quarterback, even Seattle to flip back. If they, if they want to, you know, they want their choice of what's left over at quarterback, but just let's just say you can't consummate a deal. So where, where are you going at four? Oh, I would have to sit with, and think with about Anderson this. and no, but I'm just saying that these are things. There's that, no doubt that that will. I can bet a hundred percent that that won't happen. That's the only thing I. I, I know. wouldn't ever say that in the NFL I, draft. I, I think the only way that you're going to no be way number you're going to be guaranteed Will Anderson if you are if you are looking at him. I just I don't think that the Bears are looking at him. One and two are quarterback, no matter what. I'm telling you. They're drafting two and 12, man, and they have two first-rounders next year. They can easily move from 12 up if they need One to. and two are quarterbacks. Yeah, I we'll, guarantee. We'll see, but you can't dismiss. That's the only thing I know I'm right about. Anything no. else. Like, after that, you got a Arizona, six, he, I have no he idea. He got a six-year deal in Houston. Actually, I shouldn't say that because someone will call me on it. Because if the Bears say stay at one, they ain't taking a quarterback, are they? They ain't. They ain't Daniel Jeremiah there. did say, listen, I have a higher grade on Bryce Young than I do on Justin Fields coming out. I said the same thing. And but, people get upset. Now finish it. But finish. here's the dilemma that the Bears are in. The Bears are in commitment relationship commitment relationship you have never gotten a proper structure around justin fields now you can point the finger wherever you want the offensive line the receivers or whatever so now you got to find that out they meaning eberflus getsy polls players on the team know what Justin is. Every time I've heard polls, I think this needs to be said, talk about, yeah, he's made big plays uh, with his feet, but he always stresses this. But, you know, he knows this. He says that. that he's got to get better as a passer. Now, last time I checked in the NFL, you got to fucking throw the ball. How much you believe in this kid is going to be the difference but here in the Daniel draft. Jeremiah also said that if he was drafting for Chicago, he doesn't think that Bryce Young is a fit. Yeah, he did Chicago. say that. Yeah. I, I don't – why? What's your fit? What What? he's got to be – Oh, I think he's talking about – 220 pounds to take the beating because the Bears he's a, suck. He's a California line. kid. He went down to Alabama and played in beautiful weather, not in any – I think they said the lowest oh, – uh, I fucking hate that shit. I don't care. But, Phil, you don't think that having a guy that's 5'10", 185 pounds is different no, than having I, a dude that's 6'3", 230? I do. I do. At 100% But matters. I do also know – I've not scouted a more composed quarterback in the last 15 years. Again, I go back to Jake Plummer was a guy I felt like had this almost namaste in the pocket where he's just 
composed, athletic. It's not like this kid can't run and move. So, again, it's something they have to, you know, I'm glad I'm not. It's, even Stroud is a fucking, a really great prospect. You talked about Josh McCown. If Josh McCown is calling Stroud would, the next I Joe would. Burrow. If I right? was on the if I was on the clock and Bryce Young and CJ Stroud were both there and I needed a quarterback, mm -hmm. I would take CJ Stroud over Bryce Young. There you go. You got it from Shane early. I would. I'm just not I'm I wasn't a huge like I know Tua has had his great games and strung together some. I've just never been you have to have projection involved in this. I've never been a believer, and I said it on these airwaves multiple times. Tua was dinged up in high school. Tua was dinged up at Alabama, and Tua is dinged up in the NFL. Bryce was dinged up in high school. He was dinged up at Alabama, and he's going to be dinged up in the NFL with a tiny frame like that. And then you Here. add inclement weather and the wind – and all of that on top of it. Here's the issue I have with Bryce Young, too, on top of I don't like, you know, because I'm a big bribe. Yeah, I would take Bryce Young it. over CJ Stroud. Yep. However, Bryce Young not throwing and working out at the combine to me is foolishness. And you it know, stupidity. But you know why he did. Yes. If he's put on this weight and doesn't want to work out, I listen. <laughs> There's two avenues that I want to discuss. Let me finish this point. Bryce Young, your agent is telling you wrong. If you ball, this kid's balled from the high school and ninth grade, I think he was starting varsity all the way up. Any kind. I mean, this was the number one fucking quarterback prospect in the country at five fucking 10, five, nine. I don't give a fuck what he weighs, right? Whatever he is, he's better than any of the quarterbacks you've ever seen, right? In your high school times, Bryce Young has done it over and over and over and over again. He's won the Heisman. He's won a national championship. He's done these things. You can go out there, throw the fucking ball to Claudio Abreu, for fuck's sake. Go out there and throw the ball and do what you do. Don't ever go to the combine and not do your best. It's like being the, a, the best skater in the world. Go out there and fucking skate. You're the, the best fucking singer. Go sing. The don't weight should be it. a non-factor for him. You should have enough confidence yes. in your ability. Ability, like you said, I don't give a fuck. If you have a problem with my frame and with my height, exactly. then don't fucking don't draft take me. me. I'm exactly. going to show you. I told, he's not totally working agree, out right. because he's going to be loaded up on time to be weighed in. He's going to be loaded up on water. It's going to be nothing but water weight. That's dumb. And then he's not going to go out there and work it's out dumb. at a weight. Everybody that he's not knows. Used what you're saying exactly Everybody, when he what do you what, what do you fool word on the street is when they get to tuscaloosa for the pro day he won't weigh in he there. will refuse to weigh in it's just dumb. and he will work out because he's going to be playing he'll be doing his workout last year was kenny pickett's hands this this that and the other by the way lloyd johnny manzel was a fucking meth head 
It was never a question of his talent. Never. It was a fucking attitude. That's the part that we have always said. And I've always said, if I sit down with a guy, Shane and I sit down with a guy, I guarantee we come away knowing what the character is. Does he love football? Here's Bryce walking into the combine today, and that is with the tight end from Michigan next to him. I hope that member of the year, uh, what's his name? Calvin Johnson. He wasn't going to run the 40, and then he somehow got talked into Oh, he's not working out, Phil. (laughs) There's no fucking way. Just fucking work out. He's not working out, man. Jesus. He's not. He's going to come. That's a big blemish. He's going to weigh in at 190. Lance Zierlein's prediction was. uh, Do they weigh in tonight? I'm not 100% positive. Lance Zierlein, I think he said he was going to weigh in at 201 pounds was his prediction. Uh, Dane Brugler said. He thought he was going to weigh in at 194, I believe. But then they've also heard the other portion of it that he'll refuse to, to be weighed in at his pro day, but then he will work out. But that just show, that shows you that it's already in his head up here. Or and that's he's a fucking got the problem. Wrong, not even in his head. He's got the wrong people. Who's his agent? Can we get that, Ivan? Bryce Young's agent. Is it fucking Drew Rosenhaus? Like, just go out there and ball. Just throw the fucking rock around. Rosenhaus doesn't usually get the quarterbacks, but. Throw the rock around. Get that shit. Just show your arm, your anticipation skill. Everything on tape. Yes, the tape is the number. You heard Eberflus. Everybody saying. Listen, we got to watch. The tape is the number one in the resume, of course. But this minutia of shit you aren't changing what god made you he signed with caa is that yeah that's i mean that's that's big boy yeah who is that is that it's a whole jay-z no 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 okay whatever they're giving him the wrong i don't agree with that i would i would have loved to see him go out there and start throwing the pill around and make people look like, okay, this kid's the real deal. But that's a blemish on him. That also fucking hurts us. Because I'm not the only football guy that's going to be saying that shit. I don't care about his height. I saw SEC. Guess what? Best. It ain't the XFL or the USFL that's the minor league for the NFL. It's the fucking SEC. And that's always how it's been. So he can hold up there and throw the football against those DBs and defensive linemen. Yeah, he's not one. He's not one sixty-five, but he's he's startlingly. We'll see tomorrow. Or whenever yeah. it is, he looks we'll like see. a kicker. <laughs> Listen, Doug Flutie looked like a kicker. What did he do? It's not, not how you look. That's why I think it's dumb that CAA is telling them don't throw. Go throw. I don't you, you, don't run the 40. Don't do the broad jump. You don't need none of that shit. Just go out well, there and throw. But even that maybe they've maybe this is his decision, Phil. Yeah, 
We don't know. Well, we don't know that either. But it's it's definitely an issue. I mean, he he's he's a very good quarterback. But I just I don't know how you can overlook the the frame. I mean, he is a complete outlier in terms of NFL quarterbacks. Yeah, it is. Houston in a controlled environment. I get it. Indy in a controlled environment. I get it. Where you're playing your home games. I, I, I agree with Jeremiah. You put him in inclement weather for his home games all the time. I, I think it affects him. I'm on the other end. I don't really worry about it. If fucking Rex Grossman could hold up in the fucking Bears, this kid is three times the player. Oh, yeah. He's a better quarterback, but we're talking frame. I mean, what was what was, what was Rex, sexy? Rexy had a few fucking modern of pizzas with fucking Claudio. <laughs> 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 Listen. Our guys in the green room sipping on the drinks we're serving up. Isaac's Six foot one, 225. So it's not even in the same. Rex, 225. Bro. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big boy. Are you getting Rex on the show, Claudio? I'm trying, Jesus. man. I'm trying. Between you and Jack. my DMs. Maybe Big Steve could get him. Former teammate. Yeah. Let's bring. Let's bring him out right now the way we do. We had to update his intro as he's yelling at his kids and the gardener that's <laughs> probably taking over in the wintertime. Let's bring him out. Big Steve Edwards, former Chicago Bear. We're going to talk offensive line and Bears with Big Steve. At this point, this guy doesn't even need an introduction with TTNL because he's family. But you know how we do it here, and he's going to get one anyway. Who better to have on than someone who lived it, who breathed it, who loved it? 100 crew. Get up out your seats and give it up for Mount Carmel's own. He's former Chicago Bears offensive lineman and current Hall of Fame gardener. He's Steve Edwards. There he is. Steve didn't think I was scrolling through his Facebook for 20 minutes looking for those vegetable picks. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. You guys are crazy with that one, man. Y'all really took the cake with that one, man. Oh, man. That was awesome. That's a great way to bring me back. It's been so long, man. Oh, my goodness. I haven't seen you guys in a second on here. Man, no, man, we're wow. happy. We're so happy to see you there. The Mount Carmel. Jesus, that's a lot of championships up there. Yeah, man. That's, they keep on stacking them up, man. Even uh, when the great uh, Frank Lenny uh, was, uh, you know, he wasn't just – he didn't step down, but uh, when he was uh, – Yeah. Now that's stepped, Jason McKee, right? He's coaching. Uh, he's in no. Carmel Mundelein. Oh, yeah. yeah Carmel. He's, uh, yeah, he's in Carmel Mundelein who – Okay. Um, I get all the caramel mixed up. Yeah. Yeah, here's a Carmelite school, uh, same as us, Carmelites, Carmelite priest. But, uh, yeah, uh, it's Jordan Lynch 
If you remember, Northern former Illinois. bear, oh, former, former Chicago bear, bear for, yeah, yeah, for a cup of coffee. Jeez, yeah, for Jordan a cup of coffee. Lynch. Yeah, Look at the Heart Foundation jumping yeah. in. Yeah, so he uh, he's taking over, and uh, I think out of his four, he had a pandemic year, which didn't count. Um, so let's say three years, two out of the three, three years, two state championships out of two, three years. So uh, he's really proven a lot of critics went wrong. Uh, who thought he wasn't going to fill this, those uh, shoes. He still has to uh, get uh, 10 more state championships to get with Craig Lenny, but uh, he's yeah. well on his way. Good start. If he doesn't take off and go to college, that's, that's, yeah, why, that's you know. the, uh Oh yeah. There's yeah. been a little bit of rumors with that already. I think with, you know, that's the thing, man. College is, they, uh, they're paying up for these yeah. dudes now. That's for sure. Yeah. Steve, you know, right before you came on, Phil and I were talking about, and listen, you, you've lived this life and NFL draft coming up and, and Bryce Young, and if you have him as, as like QB1, but how do you feel when a guy that's probably going to play at 5'10", 185 to 190 as a quarterback in the NFL? I, I'm an Alabama guy, have been my entire life. And Phil and I are on opposite sides of the spectrum. Like I said, I'm I'm Alabama through and through, but I I just I I can't do it myself. Even based on the talent, it's just that that frame. It's not even the height so much; it's the frame. He doesn't have a lot that he can even move from that 190 to to 195, even up from there, because he's so even the way he's built, he's just he's rail thin. He's just a he's very slight, but how do you feel about that as an offensive lineman? Would would you feel super comfortable with that behind you? Yeah, you know, you you'll be cautious of it. I mean, once you're out there, you just yeah. you know, you, you're doing your thing. But we, we're very, you know, we'll be very weary. And I think you know, coming from our old line room, that would be something that we would probably say. You know, old would be like, "Hey, man, we got to keep our guy upright. We just know he's a smaller guy; he can't take that many hits." So. We, you know, it's an onus for us as an O-line to protect them even more, uh, I think we would say. But, like, we always try to protect our quarterbacks. They're, they're you know, they're the centerpiece to everything that we do. We got to keep them upright. So, yeah, that's a scary thing. I'm an Alabama. I love, I'm a fan of Alabama, their style of play, you know. So, you know, I never thought, like, you know, when he first came in as a freshman that, you know, he would be a top pick, a top five yeah. pick. You know, then as time is – gone in the you know in three years you know that he was there and how you saw quarterbacks you know it didn't matter about your size you know you look at uh uh your boy uh, uh Murray over there and uh Kyler Murray over there so when they yeah. when they drafted him you like okay they really don't care how what's your stature but you look at Kyler Mur Murray even it's though thick. he's so short he's thick yeah, yeah. he's thick you know so but um, yeah, it's just really I don't I don't think it's a thing about the height anymore. You know, frame. that's obviously it's the frame, and he's what really about? really small. But I mean, you can't deny the the kid's mobility, his wits, his arm talent. You yeah. know, so the anticipation throws are yeah. off the charts. But this Accuracy is him is off the charts. This is him walking into the combine today, Steve. Mm. That's. That's Bryce right there. How tall is the guy next to him? I mean, he must be six six. Six five, I believe. That's the that shoemaker, the the tight end from, from Michigan. 
from Connecticut. So, mm-hmm. Steve, the, the word is that he will weigh in only at the combine. So you and me both know how that goes. He's mm. going to go in with about 20 gallons of water in his system oh. away, and then he's not going to work out. But then they're saying he's going to work out at his pro day, but at his pro day, he will refuse to be weighed. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So waterlog, yeah. you know, he has the privilege because he is considered. So that ha- this is how it goes, you know, having the honor, uh, privilege to be invited to combine, which was a stressful situation as it, as it, I mean, I'll tell you, you're talking about stress filled <laughs> yeah. uh, event. Uh, but uh, as a top guy like him having the choice to be like, hey, I'm not going to work out. I'm just going to waterlog. You know, I'm going to come in at this weight and I don't have to be worried about being sluggish. So it's smart move by him. But I mean, I think the thing is, you you know, the, some of the things I was looking at, you know, uh, you get in the film room with this guy, the interview room. He's going to blow everybody away. Yep. Um, you know, I thought maybe he would throw just to try to prove people wrong. But he I should. He should, Steve. He I think should. that's the wrong. I think you're right. I, I was hoping he'd throw. I don't give a fuck about the 40. I get the way thing, probably. This is a minute, but they're not dumb. No. So <laughs> they're not dumb. At exactly. All. So what are you doing anyway? It's like a game. Yeah. Like just yeah. go out there, fucking throw the ball, make the throws and quiet, quiet people. That's you yeah. know, the epicenter of the dunk contest. The underdog <laughs> kid comes in, fucking throwing down. You shut people up by your actions. That's what that, you got to do, right? Does that piss you off as an offensive lineman? You're like, this motherfucker's got to drink water to bring his weight up, and I'm a fucking old <laughs> lineman over here. Yeah. I haven't eaten in four days before the combine. Yeah, He's man. drinking was, water to get his weight down. I was, like, getting ready for, you know, uh, you know, one of the UFC fights or yeah. boxing. But I was trying to, like, cut weight, and but at the same time, I – not uh drain myself where I can't yeah. compete in every single facet of things they want you to do. It's it's pretty much impossible uh yeah. to do all that, like to go lift weights and get the blood test and you know. So the fact mm-hmm. that he has control here, I am. I was a mid mid rounder to you know obviously being undrafted. You know I was in that position, so I had to give it everything. I couldn't miss a thing. I literally before the bench press, they had called me back to the hospital to get more blood work. I'm like, y'all poked me or what happened? Like, so as soon as I get back with my group, they were lining up and warming up for the bench press. And I'm just like, I got a, you know, I got a Band-Aid and, you know, in my (laughs) arm. And I'm like, you know, this routine that I had training for this thing was all disrupted, you know, and I, and it's a pressure cooker as it is. I remember, um, the old line coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, who was that? Uh, Russ great Grimm. Old, Russ, Russ Grimm. Grimm. Yep. He was like, when I and I went to his, uh, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers had me in their uh, meeting room, and they were like, yeah, how many are you going to put up in the bench press? Because I was never a big bench press guy. I'm just like, give me on the field, I'm going to smash you. You know, that's yep. where you're going to see my strength. But wasn't ever a big bench press guy, so that was a big disadvantage. So it's, it's a weird thing, but like, He's in control of his destiny. I don't mm-hmm. like it because as a Bears fan, you know, I think we look at it. We want him to blow people away. We want right. to see him show yeah. everything. So that way he he rise, you know, raises that stock that we get more suitors and more opportunities and more options with, the, you know, possibly trading that pick. So with that being said, Steve, 
when we look at QB1 in Chicago right now and everything that's involved with Bryce Young, I know what camp I'm in, that I'm not moving off Justin Fields to bring in Bryce Young. Where are you with that? Uh, 100% Justin Fields, man. There's no there's no brainer. You know, and I've been here in Chicago fighting at a the Justin Fields <laughs> yes. fight. Um, you know, <laughs> I you know, let's, let's be real, man. You messed let's, the let's young just look man at too. Yeah. Look 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 what he did. You know, he ran like you got to look back at his college career. Did he run that much? No, he didn't. He threw nope. that ball around and he threw it at a high percentage. And, you know, yeah, he had to run because we had a, a a grade F receiver core with an old line that this was decimated, that what we had high hopes for in the beginning that this, you know, this was not what we expected. It was what it was. And that this diminished at the end. And this dude made everything exciting with a losing team, a number one pick team. He made our team exciting. So yeah. all he did we get that O-line upgraded, we get him some more weapons over the next two years, the sky's the limit. And everybody said, well, at Ohio State, he had receivers in the O-line. That's the point. We want O-linemen and we want receivers here. Like, so point being, you look at, I mean, you look at that model, the Eagles, that's hard to compare because their front office is great. Uh, Howie Roseman was there when I was there. Uh, They just do great, great moves, great front office. But O-line, they went and got Jalen Hurts the, the weapons he needed. And he, I mean, look at him. This great model of those two players are very comparable. So, oh, yeah. um, you know, just look at if we can get that, you know, going that. Just give him some weapons. We're not talking about, hey, make this trade. I don't know if we're in a position to do all that. But, like, let's just improve this roster, man. And you, you go, the kid will show you he's going to – I mean, he's going to improve every time, every year. You look at this offensive line, you know, obviously – Injuries or not, your thoughts on the performance of the offensive line last year, a lot of these PFF types ranking them a certain way, using kind of the run as a fucking chalice to their success, where I feel as though Justin kind of covered all these warts with this offensive line. What What do you think of the offensive line and how high of a priority in this draft do you want to place it? Um, I mean, we, we saw it. We, we, we had, you know, like I said, we had great hopes, you know, we ran the ball pretty good uh, in the beginning. We did some things Uh, obviously as the season went injuries, um, some of the guys, they try to, you know, put in certain positions, weren't as good as they, you know, first, I mean, it was just a mess. Let's just get down to it. Our center yeah. never played center. Uh, you had Mustafa at center all season. Um, white hair, hurt. Braxton Jones, young athletic guy, but can't anchor against the bull rush, you know, get him out of sweets. He can do something. Like, it was just like, you know, we just, and then as the season went, it's just, it got worse and worse. Um, you weren't getting the guys, younger guys, opportunities just to see, you know. So I, I didn't like the the performance, and I didn't like the, the you know the approaches to getting younger guys to see what you had down the stretch. And like you said, Justin Fields. I mean, every time I, I, mean, I think Braxton Jones is going to be a starter. Um, I don't know if I want him as the left, you know, on Justin's blind spot. As you can see, Justin always had to spin off. 
spin exactly. out. You know, he he felt the pressure and he spent off. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's going to be something he's going to be self conscious about. So we need somebody to be able to anchor that. So, um, I think it's a priority. You know, free agency. Um, you know, it, it's so crazy this offseason, man. What do they do? Where they need to do it? That's like, I can't, you know, if I wish I had the answers, but it's going to be interesting to see what polls do. I think you got to address the O-line. You got to get free agents. You got to have a high, you got to put some priority on high, high picks. You know, hopefully we can trade back and, you know, acquire some of, uh, you know, another second or another first or third where we can spend on, that old line because you you can't do nothing. I mean, you can't do anything without getting that old line thing fixed. And um, I, I, it's a top priority. It's top priority. I, I mean, I, it goes O line, D line, receivers. We got a guy in the offensive line that you and I I know we're very high on uh, at tackle. They moved him to guard. He showed his power, athleticism, and ability. But I'm of the camp that he should be playing outside at tackle and not inside at guard. And I feel like this is an indictment on the the coach, the offensive line coach. Now, what are your thoughts on Tevin Jenkins moving inside? Is it too early for them to do that? Should he play outside? I mean, there's no way people are bull rushing his ass out no. there. So I – talk about yeah, that i think it's too early i mean you know yeah they plugged them in where they needed to i don't know what was going on with <laughs> with the personality you know thing that was going on it was something personality wise who knows but i think it's way too early just to kick him in and say that's it like we know we can you know he can do it after seeing it but exactly. like we also know that he played his whole collegiate career at tackle left tackle you know and then he's you know she showed he can do it at right tackle and it's just about him being healthy to do it so i, I think it's like you have an option there and you just like oh we're gonna kick him inside instead of like hey he might just be the answer there the big body and uh, you know I, I look at orlando brown and i'm a big critic of orlando brown um talk about but, it gonna be a free agent yeah but he actually he stepped up at times, man. I mean, he's yeah. looked, he's been vulnerable, but in that Super Bowl against the number one pass rush, I have to give him his credit. That O line stood up and he stood up. And I mean, he'll be a big upgrade to anybody on our O line. So, and that's what Kevin Jenkins reminds me of like a big body space eater. You know, maybe not the quickest feet, but it's just going to get in your way. It's going to get hands on you and it's over. So, you know, why not? kick him back out there. I don't know. I don't know what their plans are. So what do you guys think about this new guy coming from Tennessee who's supposed to assist? I think that I so glad you asked. I'm sorry, Shane. I want you to speak too. This is a, I think Chris Morgan is a shoe salesman. I, I swear to God, my father said it, fire him tomorrow. We could teach these. I mean, you know, my dad, we're looking at techniques, fundamentals that are just, Wrong foot, wrong step. Yeah. Just things like you said. It's just a fucking, what was that? A shepherd's pie of an offensive line. They just fucking throw it all together. I believe, to their credit, they saw that they have to have like a monitor over this guy to help this situation, the offensive line, and kind of 
bring in a guy that's a veteran guy, well-respected. I like this offensive line coach coming from Tennessee where you know they play physical, fundamental. Vrabel does not tolerate none of that bullshit. <laughs> Lazy technique, no. So I believe that this was a way, and now they're in the public saying, Chris Morgan, what a great coach he is. I'm just laughing like, okay, you're buttering him up because they're bringing in uh, what's – I just lost his name. Nate – what's his name? from ten, The Titans, the coach from the Titans. What's his name, Shane? Oh, yeah, my bad. Um, Jackal, fucking terrible drop of the ball here. He's talking more about soccer in the chat than giving us the coach of the Titans. He fucking might as well play bingo with Brad. Luke <laughs> Steckel. Steckel. Thank you, Steckel. Coach Steckel. Well-respected uh, tight end and offensive line uh, teaching prowess. So I'm excited about that because I think there'll be checks and balances. I think that's a kiss, like on top. I, Bill and I are. I think that's a you know we're gonna pretty up a pig and and praise Chris Morgan, who's been fired what five times. Listen, I I don't know the guy. I just look at the tape. And I don't see it. Now, yeah. You could say it's about talent, but you and I know. <laughs> just looking at your tape today, uh -huh. cutting clips, you're playing out there with fucking what was this big? What was the big man from Wisconsin? Was yeah, Gibson. Oh. <laughs> big. That's not even the proper word for them, dude. It's big Steve looks small. Like oh yeah, I've ever he seen looks small. Life. That dude is. <laughs> I never thought it would be today, but then you know, me and him actually real quick. Me and him yeah. went to WWE and we saw the Big Show, and the Big Show made us all look small. Come he on. Was like, yeah, Big Show is like legit. Like That's how Aaron, big he is. That, yeah, he made Aaron Gibson look like this. It's levels Gibson. to this thing, man. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I remember me and my father met Aaron Gibson at Yale in New Haven at the Walter camp. And he was on the stairs. They have this big, like, mosaic stairway with pillars. Here's big Aaron Gibson in a suit and tie. That was the – my father goes – this is the biggest human being. Aaron he bought, he right bought that shit at Lane Bryant, right? He, yeah. he bought that shit. <laughs> no, my father's like, he got them off the fucking, the blinds and the fucking wall over here. It's so big, that suit. Oh, man. Aaron yeah. Gibson. Yeah. I think he was the, the, the heaviest player ever in yeah. the NFL. Is that yeah. it? 400 and something. They didn't even give his correct... Um, Wait, with Dick. Yeah, he was coming in. He was coming in at four bills when, when we was weighing in and stuff. They just let it be. But he was like the dude had like a six pack, like in his stomach. Like it was like an imagery line. I'm not saying it was just like, but he he like all he had to do was suck his stomach in a little bit. And you see the six pack frame, and I'll just be oh, like, shit. you know, remember the big thing was he could do the splits. So yeah, that man, was like was so athletic. Yeah, yeah, and he just was this uh steel. He had to order him a special helmet too, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was. <laughs> Tony Medlin was calling Hawaii. Yeah, it was like a UFO helmet, little bubble, like the, going, the man on the moon type of helmet. <laughs> I thought my helmet was big. <laughs> there he is. Look at him. Yeah, doing a Von Dom split. Yeah, that was my guy, Big Gib. Yeah, 
How's yeah. he doing? Is he still around? Yeah, he's in Indianapolis, actually. He moved, um, he was in Dallas. He's always hard to keep, like, get a hold of, To He'll pop up, and but he's yeah. back in Indy. That's where he's from originally. I know he's back up there living, so um, he's doing well, man. He's lost a lot of weight, man. He's very still a huge man, but very slender now. Oh, really? Yeah, very slender guy. More slender than me. I'm like, damn, dude. Is like, he on the keto diet? What is he doing? I don't know, man. He told me something. He's always got some weird stuff going on. So he's probably he told me something, man. There he like, is. Hey. Yeah, that's him. There he is. Uh, he got a cane because oh, I hate to put his business out. He has a cane because he lost a toe because uh, he got bit by Brown LaCruz. LaCruz spider? I'm saying it wrong. Recluse. Yeah. Recluse. Oh, yeah. He got. Yeah, yeah, he got bit no by one. Joke. Yeah. yeah, and down in Texas when he was living in Texas, he said and it was in his shoe and he, he felt something in his foot and he just oh. ignored it, ignored it, ignored it. And then next day, you know, and then he showed me that he, he sent me the pictures. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. He's like, yeah. So he, yeah, he had to get his toe chopped off. Also, that fucking, bit that, by a spider right here. Spider on. saw that big toe, and he's like, "I'm eating for two fucking weeks yeah, down here, bro." Yeah, he webbed that thing up. <laughs> I was like, I was like, uh, yeah, I was up here in Illinois checking my shoes after. Yeah, that. right. Like, Thirty below, and you're still but, looking at your shoe. Fuck. Yeah, like you know, but uh, oh, now he's doing God. well. But yeah, I mean, that's the epitome of you know, we were just a physical group, but we didn't have you know. I wish we had a quarterback. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I wish we had a guy. We you know, we used to get the bad rap, like, you guys suck. I was like, well, we got a quarterback that's patting the ball in the back, and they don't know how to make any decisions. And we had pretty good receivers, Booker, and, you know, we had guys, you know, we could run the ball into anything. So it was just like – so the fact that, you know, I think we – you know, and I think about how, hey, we Justin Fields – I'm like, man, you got a guy. Just build around them. Like, we've never been in this position. I think we're in a position where we, even the polls thought about doing that stuff. I don't know how much the president has, has to say. So, obviously, he's in the cut. But if they had some kind of thought of doing that, I think that president would be like, hey, guys, you know, y'all want to think about this? You know, haven't been oh, exactly. you know, president of, uh, of the Big Ten. But I think polls and them are smart enough, I think, that we got a guy. He's physical. He's, I mean, he's got the work ethic. Um this is how we, man, how we play this thing. It's going to be interesting, man. Like, now you see the Jalen Carter thing. I seen that. I was like, God dang it. Like, yeah. what, you know, how does that change the whole sp- – I know you probably guys already probably chopped it up we about that. We did talk about it. Um, we it changed the like, Real quick, this is a brown recluse spider bite on the thumb. Ooh, yeah, oh, that's my God. God. That's, how it looked. that's how it fucking looked. <laughs> oh, that's how it fucking looked. This guy it was, does this shit to me. Uh, that's oh, how it looked, man. I got oh. it down my spine now. Just like uh, travel. Yeah. yeah, man. But, <laughs> Steve, you, you brought up Orlando Brown, and I know it's going to piss off a lot of Bears fans because they've – you know, the Bears are in a position this offseason where, you know, $100 million in cap space, but they also have a – financial cap floor that they have to reach okay. you know with spending money and it's like you know two 265 million or 245 million of money that has to go out the door and that includes extensions and you know un, you know unrestricted free agency and stuff but orlando brown like you said has been wildly inconsistent and there's been a lot of question marks there 
he still hasn't been franchise tagged that it would be the second time in Kansas City now. You have two offensive line guys leading the charge here in Chicago with uh, Ryan Poles and Ian Cunningham as the assistant GM. Ryan Poles was there in Kansas City when they made the deal to bring him to uh, Kansas City from Baltimore. It's going to be a most likely a market setting deal yeah. for an offensive tackle. Mm -hmm. But at this point, what is he, 27 years old? Yeah. Are you willing? You got to have bodies there, yeah. but that's a you're talking $25 million a year. It, and he doesn't want to play anything but left tackle. He right. wants he's left made tackle that, money. That's that's, that's why he left Baltimore. Yeah, right. that's why. I mean, you remember where uh, Stan, Staley uh, went down with an injury. They mm -hmm. bumped him to left tackle. And then after that, he said, I'm not going back to right tackle, even though Staley's the better left yeah. tackle. And he was coming back off the injury, which he forced his then forced his way up out of there, which he ended up in Kansas City, who was – you know, needing right. that protection. But would that, that open guy. up the door if they do that? You're talking about moving Braxton over to that right hand side. Yeah. That would open the door for that. But they yeah. have to do they have to do something. Yeah. They it, it's they're at that point, man. They and I'm I'm not you know, I'm not a big I'm like he's gonna set the dang market, man. It yeah, is what is. it is. Like he's gonna get top dollar. And he's not going to accept anything less. And that's why he went there. And that's why. But, like, I don't know. That's the decision. Poles has the uh, the insight on that. He's got yeah. that for Why isn't – and obviously Kansas City can't, you know, pay that much. They're strapped, you know, with – uh, you know, they have to be careful how much they spend. Yeah. And, but, like, you know, maybe he gets that information, being inside, having that good relationship over there. They can be the honest with him. Like, okay, we're not going to be able to sign him, but, hey – this is what we think, honestly, and, and through their assessment and watching film, they make the correct decision. But I, I just say, I just seen he was inconsistent. Yeah, I think he, you know, Patrick Mahomes gets you out of a lot of stuff. They did step up, like I said, once again, they stepped up in that Super Bowl. But Patrick Mahomes gets you out of a lot of stuff. But sure does. he gets you out of oh, yeah. a lot of situations. So does, he gets, so does QB one in Chicago, though. Yeah, too. He, yeah, he does. <laughs> and I think, and the thing, Orlando Brown is not going to get bull rush. I tell you that. But he will yeah. get ran around. And so yep. that you got to think, how does does Justin play the better? If you able this, like, if the guy's trying to get around the edge, or is the guy getting pushed back into his lap? But then that also comes down to like, what's your middle like? Is your middle strong? You know what I mean? So if you have a strong center to guard, yeah. you got that, you know, you keep that pocket up front. And if you're just worried about, okay, Orlando Brown may have to just sometimes turn and run the guy, and you know Justin has the capabilities, you know, you maybe you get a bit you get away with that, you know. But what about uh, what about this, you know, looking at that interior of the Bears, uh white hair? Yeah. Uh our guy. <laughs> Sam Mustafer. Yeah. Um, and you had obviously Tevin playing right guard. You look at that interior of the Bears. Uh, if they truly believe that, and, and there is a lot of things to like about Braxton Jones, but I felt like it was the wrong thing to do. It should have been Tevin over there at left, Braxton learning, and then getting in at right and getting stronger 
if he's getting in it right. You know, you yeah. got Riley Reef there, and you had a year. Now other people are going to say, well, now he's got some things under his belt. But when you look on the inside, how would you attack this? Is white hair done? Are you done with Mustafer and white hair? Is Mustafer a free agent? He's exclusive. He's- yeah, exclusive. Okay, so, so they he, uh, he'll be back. back. Yeah. He'll be back. He'll be back. I was, I was exclusive. You're not going anywhere. No, nope. I, I was exclusive. You, you, that undrafted free agent contract. He's yep. not going anywhere. So I mean, he's a solid backup. I mean, I'll be honest. Like something goes down, you got a guy. Sure. It's, it's not going to look yeah. pretty. It's not going to be what me and Phil want. He's not right. going to move any ball out the ball. But like for a backup to be able to like, okay, we could trust this guy. He's got starts. That's great. You know, he's as solid as it can be. Um, but we, I mean, we got to see what your boy from Green Bay, what's his name? I'm slipping Lucas my mind. That guy, Lucas freaking Patrick. He has to get on the field. He has to play the position he was brought in to play. We yep, need yeah. him. Broken hands and all that. We need this guy to play that position. White here, you know, when he's been on the field, it's been times where he's going against a superior guy. He's had his moments where he struggled big time. But um, he's been a consistent guy. But, like, can he stay on the field? Do you want to invest in a guy, you know, that at some point in the season he's going to go down? You know, and that and as an old lineman, and I understand it's the game, but, man, you know, we come from – I come from an era, man, where we have some durable cats, man, durable. You know what I mean? Where, you know, you need – you're going to invest money in the guys. You want them to be durable. You want to be on the field. And you already kind of got what you got out of white here. But what's out there for you to get? You know what I mean? So that's the yep. thing. Like, do they have a target? Because you have to replace it. You know, you have to right. replace it. Um, so I mean, that's just the big question. You know, they're talking about the um the Tywin. What's his name? Tywin. Um it's not Johnson, is it Tywin Johnson, the free agent at right t- right tackle guy? Uh I forget what school, uh what oh, team he's Jawan uh, James from the Ravens. Jawan Chan. It might be it might be uh win. Jawan Taylor from Jawan Taylor, so, yeah, yeah, not time yeah. one. Jawan Taylor, Jawan Taylor, um, yeah, that's that's somebody's been floated out there. So if you keep him a right tackle, is that Braxton back left? And uh, you know, is Braxton really getting stronger? Like, I mean, that's it's not simple as one, two, three. Oh, I'm in the weight squatting. You're gonna have to take those squats and then transfer the technique of being able to anchor. It's a technique to stopping the bull rush. You know, it's not just. You can be squatting 800 pounds if you don't have it. You don't know how to drop your hips um, oh. and refit your hands, or you know have some kind of track technique. Um, you know, just or it's just a, it's a, it's, a, it's an art to being able to start the bull rush. And if you don't, you're not transfer. You know, able to translate that from the weight room. So, so it's like you know, people like he's gonna have an off season. To get stronger, yeah, that's that's what's gonna happen. But is it gonna translate? So many questions. So I think the number one thing we need Luke practice Lucas uh, Patrick to play center. He needs to this. Let's start there. there Can you be our starter center and be there and snap from day one? And you know, and then after that, um, yeah, you got big questions. Right guard, you know. Well, you got you a know. kid in Nate Davis who is in Tennessee with Steckel. That could be someone. Yeah. Well, real quick, want. Phil, just yeah. I looked up these numbers yeah. before we move completely off the Orlando Brown. So some comps financially. So his expected market value is going to be a five-year deal 
for 112 million. Oh my God, no. So, but that's but that's really, I mean, market value now. But listen, twenty. So twenty two million a year. But so what you're looking at is Cam Robinson down in Jacksonville is getting eighteen million a year. Okay. David Bakhtiari, who never plays anymore, is getting yeah. twenty three million a year. Laramie Tunsil, twenty two million a year. Colton Miller, eighteen million a year. So. You know, the ages that these guys signed their contract, Cam Robinson signed his at 26. Bakhtiari signed his at 29. Tunsil signed his at 25. And Colton Miller signed his at 25. And right now, Orlando Brown is 26, 309 days. So he'll be 27 years. Is he an improvement to Braxton Jones. Well, he's yes. an improvement on your yeah. offensive line. Yes. 100%. 100%. 100%. He's so, an improvement. I mean, like I just got to be honest. I don't don't care about the money, Steve. Don't yeah. we just need to improve this line? <laughs> you said I'm going crazy like, no, but you you're right, Phil. You totally right. They have you, to you spend have money. To, you have yeah. to do something. And if, if they it get takes, this kid, if you got to get him and you got to pay him, I mean, you got to. That's a huge get there because you listen last year this time we had olin on and olin was talking about uh he ended up down he was from the saints signed with miami jesus i'm blanking on the guy the left tackle's name yeah teron armstead fantastic when he plays right top left tackle in the game when he plays he's never played a complete season throughout his career ever yeah and olin's rebuttal to that was well if he can get me 11 or 12 games a year well it's hard to pay a guy you know 24 million dollars yeah. and you're only getting him for 11 games yeah he he will i mean you got to look at it you bring him in he instantly becomes based on on what we got on paper he's your left tackle he's your left tackle he's he anchors the line he, he anchors the line and you have to start somewhere and he becomes available, which is very much the case, unless they just slap the franchise on him. You, you got to aggressively go after him. And I think I've seen enough where, um, I mean, the guy showed up in the Super Bowl, you know, um, it's times he's been vulnerable, but like, I think Justin Fields shows he can adapt. I mean, like I said, if his thing is to get beat around the edge, everyone, you know, you know, struggle with that at time to time. I'd rather take that than getting a guy getting a straight bull rush right into the quarterback's lap. It's like, yes. you know, so like I said, I'm like, Phil, great, great point. And I'm just, I'm tripping over the money that we're going to have to give the guy, but you got to, he's going to be a massive upgrade Listen, of anything. You know, how big, you know how big your garden could be for 22 million years? Steve? <laughs> but if he wants me to come train him and show him how to use his hands, Throw me a little something to help me in my garden. I'm tripping over the egg prices, gas prices, going to the growth. So this is what it is. And and Ryan Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. Um, Yes, he fits the scheme. Yeah, yeah. you got to look at it. You know, he fits the scheme because, you know, obviously we run RPOs. And what did he, what did he, you know, prior to get into Kansas City, he was in with the Baltimore Ravens. He, he's a guy who moves bodies in the run game. So yeah. uh, he's a big body. He's hard to get. And when he's on his game, it's hard to get around him. And he's if mature. He's, he's already got the size. Yeah. 
You know, you talk about Bryce Young, you don't have to worry about this dude. This guy's got the size. Uh, his dad was a tremendous offensive Zeus. tackle as well. Yeah, so he's got the family history. Yeah, I'm not worried about paying this guy because I know there's some pride into him. Now, I want to yeah. ask you about this other tackle. Six, a lot eight, of people. 6'8", 340. Oh, just. God, dang, yeah. I hope he comes to the Bears. That's yeah, we got, we got it. We got it. I'm, I you guys really quit. You, well, you said really it right. Quick. I think it's important, and listen, I know everybody's thoughts on Dave wants that, but he was, you know, looking at free agency and looking at the draft, and he said the way that the Bears are constructed when you have Justin Fields moving into year three and you don't really know what you're going to be able to do at wide receiver because that position is extremely thin in free agency. Can you make a trade for a guy like D-Hop? Can you have a guy fall to you in the draft in the second round. We'll see. His overall riding theme was you have a hundred million dollars. He's not going to be perfect, but he's going to be much better than anything that you have. You pay for your offensive line in free agency to get totally a semi-known quantity. Because then when you go to the draft, let's just say that the Bears go from one and get the mother load offer from Carolina down to number nine. And they mm -hmm. can't move down and they get back. If you move from number one to number nine, you're getting a you're getting obviously their first rounder this year. You're getting it in 24 and you're getting it in 25. Yeah. Just in draft compensation. Yeah. Let's just say then <laughs> we know Ryan Poles is not gonna teeter from his board. We saw that last year. Got to get a wide receiver. Got to get a wide receiver. What did he do? He drafted back-to-back -back guys in the secondary. Let's say he goes to nine and they have these offensive linemen graded different and Paris Johnson or somebody like that is staring right. you in the face. But, Steve, this is why I bring this up. Where you came from, that's Philadelphia's philosophy. Yeah. Invest in the lines. And if you, you go out and you look at Philly, they have Jason Kelsey. And they went out, and who did they get? They got Cam Jurgens last year. The year before that, they went out and got the kid from Alabama that was that was hurt. But they drafted him originally as a center, and they're playing him at, at guard. Yeah, I just I think is I'm with you, Steve. There's a lot. There's warts there that concern me, but my quarterback's health yeah. trumps all of that. Yeah. That's where I want to go to this question with Steve. Everything you said, I agree with. Uh, I got, I'm going to question Jared Perry here in a minute, but I want to just book, bookmark that uh, star, Ivan, his comment there, because he's completely wrong. I want to talk about Mike McGlinchey. This is a guy that everyone's putting over here. Now, McGlinchey to me has some of the Braxton Jones things go on with him. Veteran player. Now he's a free agent. Played right tackle with the 49ers. He shows good uh, effort. There's no questioning his effort, but he lacks some of the physical traits that you want to see out of a right tackle. He gets pushed around sometimes, but He's solid. He's an upgrade in some books. What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, I know uh, 
<laughs> everybody's talking, you know, and everybody likes to focus on him getting hip toss. Um, right. By your boy in Dallas. But uh, no, nah, he's a, a solid veteran. Player. Yeah, that's that's how I mean. Come on, man. That dude is off the chain. Uh, I think he's a solid, he, he's a solid, he's a solid right tackle. You know, he's been in the league, first rounder. Um, he he upgrades our O-line and it, get, it gives us, you know, different options, you know. And that's that's what we're going to, we're going to attack this thing. Do you, you know, obviously if you don't get Orlando Brown, if he's not available, then yeah, he's a guy I think you have to look at. Um mm-hmm at the right tackle position and then maybe Braxton Jones stays at that left tackle. But, um, you know, I mean, even in a scenario, um, you may want to just, you know, if you get Orlando Brown, do you want to get uh, McClinchy still? You still, he's not, he's not, I don't think he's going to be de- demanding top dollar at right tackle, but um, he shouldn't, you know. He's going to get paid. He's going to get paid. The market value right now for McGlinchey, the expected market value is four years, $59.5 million. So that's about 14.8 per. Who, set, who does these? Who sets those? It's all up that, here, bro. It's oh. all up here. No, <laughs> <laughs> no it's from, it's, it's from Spotrack. Oh, okay. Or Spotrack, I guess is how I don't know if we have no money there, man. I don't know. Yeah, yes. for both. Well, we I, I think it's I think it's unrealistic that they do both of them oh, because yeah. I think that they're a believer in Braxton Jones. I yeah. I do. Yeah, think that. You know, think- I don't know. I don't know if it's a bump, bump Jack Braxton Jones inside or any scenario that you know. Say you get Orlando Brown and, and then you, you know, one of those tackles from Northwestern or the Paris Johnson Johnson falls to you. Um, and I mean, I know you guys have probably sat here and, and and busted down all kinds of different scenarios. It's just it's so crazy how what they might have to do. I mean, but it starts with free agency. And, and I mean and that's what he's, he's, what he's, he's, he's 28 years old, so he's yeah. you know a couple years older than yeah than Orlando Brown as yeah. well. What I, since you're talking about this, Orlando Brown, if you go out there, you sign him. You don't fucking give two fucks about Braxton playing right tackle. No, you can't. No. Right. You cannot be worried about Braxton. No. Braxton has to build Braxton and yep. decide that I'm better than Orlando Brown and I'm going to play my ass off to make you make a choice. But you don't well, make a move to upgrade well, saying, well, is Braxton going to be able to play right tackle? That's the way you don't build football. That was my point with the, bringing yeah. up the draft, and, and I'm including anybody. I, I don't give a shit who it is. If I have a guy high on my board, and if I have a guy and I think that he's going to be an elite-level right guard, just because I have Tevin Jenkins slotted in there doesn't mean anything to me. Exactly. Yeah. Guess what? Now we got another one. Yeah, that's we're not in a position. Yeah, we're not in the position to be looking at. Oh, we got this guy here. Like, no, we're 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 in the position. We got to take the best guy who is evaluated on your board. You have to take that guy, um, and 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 move things accordingly. You know what I mean? Like, we got to get talent. We're talent deficient, and we got to get talent. If that guys are falling, and obviously you said that, Shane. Like he he is not gonna be polls is not gonna be shy to get the yeah. people that's on this board. He did not care in that second round when those two DBs are sitting at Gordon and uh Brixner. And like uh, they they he's gonna he's gonna make his selection. So um 
I think we just got to attack it. We got to hope for the best. Obviously, I was a big, you know, I was hoping Payne gets free. I was yeah. really wanting Payne. I was, he was on my spotlight all year, just the oh, yeah. improvement he had all year. Um, you know, maybe that's next pain, year. Man. I don't know. We'll have the money. That dude was going to set the market anyway. Um, but like, let's just keep an eye on this Orlando. You guys really swayed me towards the Orlando Brown thing. He, we really do need the guy. We do need well, you, him if he's available. There. You played with Olin Cruz, mm-hmm. right? There's something to be said. Love Olin, or a lot of people try to hate on him. That guy is a Hall of Fame offensive lineman and a Hall of Fame person. I know he's got this reputation, but I want to, I, and you know him well. He speaks from the heart in a world full of, you know, PC and all this. We can't yeah. watch what we say. Olin just is not for everybody in this world, yeah. I guess. Right yes. Now. Oh, no, but, <laughs> that's the kind of guy we player we need on the offensive line because there's not one motherfucking dog except for probably Jenkins out there that is absolutely saying I'm going to beat your ass this game. I have not seen that since you guys had played and Ruben Brown and Olin and Garza. Yeah. It was personalities that popped off the tape right yeah. now. These Chicago Bears have to fight. So I'm of the belief, Cody White here, goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. Sign two motherfucking guards. Yes, see what yeah, you have. In I don't think Patrick Cody is a guy that you move off just to move off right now. To me, it makes very no, he, little he, sense. You bring him to camp, whatever. You, who yeah. knows? Something is he under contract? He's under yep. contract. Okay, so left. he's under contract. Yeah. You know, you keep him around. Just, I mean, I let the, let the, the free agent let 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 free agency and all that dictate. Let the offseason dictate what you do with Cody Whitehair moving forward. Well, he's um, he's a guy that's played center also, and I don't yeah. think you can undersell that that yeah. part. Of and it. He, yeah, I don't understand why they moved him away from center sometimes. I like, like he, the he, he that was that was like a Juan it. thing, wasn't that yeah. Juan did that? Juan no, I think he didn't like playing center. I was told he preferred guard. Yeah, he wasn't a big fan of center, but you know that's that's when you that's invite when you him up. Him in that's ass. when you invite him up to the old GM room exactly. and be like, "Hey, real quick, I don't particularly give a fuck that you don't like it. That's where you're going to be." Yeah, and I mean that's it, final. It, yeah, I mean obviously we want uh, Lucas Patrick to get in there and get his ass in there, and snap the ball because obviously I, I he's not a guard. <laughs> he's yeah. not. A, he can't play that guard oh position. Oh my god! But, it, it, so, he just can't quick, play guard. Real yeah. quick, just to update and go with the the same theme, Jawan Taylor, who you brought up, Steve. Um, his benefit. He's he's twenty five years old, and he's yeah, younger. Yep, his expected market value is just about the same as McGlinchey. Okay, We're talking about a four-year deal, uh, just a smidge over fifty-six million, average salary of fourteen million uh, a year. And I, I believe he gave up. They said, I don't know if you could check that. I, what I heard earlier, trying to do my little homework, that he only gave up five sacks maybe this year. Yeah, uh, all, those, all those five sacks came against the Eagles, and I think uh, KC, uh, yep. team, two teams that were in the Super Bowl. If I, if, if I, what I've heard and, and listening. Well, here's a big. This is another thing. I don't have the the actual um, the sack numbers in front of me, but this is one thing that is very important. If you're a Chicago Bears fan, you're 
trying to reshape your offensive line is the snap percentages that he's played in his four years. 2019, he played 100% of the snaps. 2020, 100% of the snaps. 2021, 100% of the snaps. 2022, 93% of the snaps. So he's available. Yeah. Every so single Ron week. Taylor, you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Availability yeah, is key. I, I know uh, Clinch, he has some injuries, right? He's been yep. off the field at times. I, you know, I, I got to start looking at, you know, availability. You know what I mean? We got to look at, you know, when we brought guys in, you know, last year, like we look at Lucas Patrick. I mean, he could have played. I know he got on the field, but he couldn't play the position we needed him to play. Yeah. Uh, I think that was very crucial. I don't know. We don't know what he even looks like. We don't know what, exactly. what kind of impact. No. I, I just got to feel that he would have been better. He was a prick. We need those types. So, so he's Mike Mc... what we're talking about. Mike McGlinchey's uh, snap percentages per year, 2018, 99%. 2019, 79. 2020, 99. 2021, 42. 2022, 95. So he's been an every other year guy. Mm -hmm. He's a Robert Quinn of the offensive line yeah. in terms of the, <laughs> yeah. the sacks. So yeah. the, the bad part about it is if you look at the trend, you're looking for Next about year he'll be you're looking 2023 is going to give you about 50 percent of the snaps yeah. and that's that's it i you, you could say that these trends and everything don't mean anything but i i, at, I follow at, trends when it comes to injuries i can yeah. i can get behind that man like how somebody's just inconsistent with yeah. their body and how it just kind of because i've seen so many it's, it's just too many times i've seen guys bodies break down you know what i mean and just then you see the ones who stay on the field consistently. Yep. Consistently. Um, Olin being one of those guys, consistently on the field. Yep. And that's when you need them. You pay them the money. You need them on the field, especially if they're, they're a leader or they're, you know, one of your better guys. You need them on the field. So um, that's important to look into. I'm sure I'm hoping that they're looking into that. So when they're looking, if, if, um, you know, Orlando Brown is not uh, available, and they they shift over to that right tackle spot. The free agency it seemingly look like they're the top two options there that they take that into consideration. You know, I want the guy who's been on the field. You know, so yep. um, you know, regardless of, of anything else, you know, you need that guy on the field. We don't need to be pulling up backups. So, right. um, so you're looking at a guy here. to another Leather name is, and yeah, he's under. Leatherwood and Boren. Okay. I Larry needs Steve's, to get in shape. <laughs> Steve's opinion on yeah. those two guys. These guys, uh, we had hope for Larry, you and I. Yeah. Um, Larry and Leatherwood, the big tackle out of Alabama. Raiders cut him. The Bears picked him up. We were hoping to see him. And what he had and when he did get out there, it wasn't pretty. No, so, it wasn't. He, yeah, he's got a lot of guys who's had a lot of issues, man. So you just hope that you, you know, I mean, he's one of those guys you bring into camp, it doesn't pan out, he's out, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you hope you get something, hope there's some maturity that happens, there's some growth. Um, and then Larry Burrow, I know he had some uh, significant injury. It's just kind of you see a glimmer with Larry Burrow, and then it just kind of falls off either injury, and there's mostly been injury, he's got. Like he's out there and he's gaining experience, right? Trying to get better, injury, and then he comes back injury. You know what I mean? So, 
Um, obviously, yep. he's on the contract. You want him there. I Both mean, guys are still under contract, right? Yeah. 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 And I think, Larry, I think Larry has, I mean, I think he has enough experience right now, depending on how that online like kind of pans out through the draft and free agency. You know, you know, if you got to plug him in there, but like, I think he's going to be probably a guy who's going to be a pretty solid backup for you. Um, you know, he's got to get in shape. He's got to change his body a little bit, yep. man. He's still kind of that roundish type of body. And, that, it, it, you know, maybe that's he. We call it the Humpty Dumpty. You got some guys yeah. who are just shaped like that. John St. Uh, Clair, remember him? Yeah, Saint Saint was like he was, yeah. he was shaped like but Saint had to he was he like did. you look at his freaking set that yeah. dude's set was like duh, 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 yeah. duh, duh, and he just he had that weird shaped body but Borum had he had some sweet feet to him but I think he still has to do some body development and I know Saint uh John Saint Clair really worked hard on his body that was one thing we all yeah. did I shoot I had a little you know we all had to work on our bodies we was big guys but he Larry just has that. Like where, like where's that t- like big more girthy bulky. tone? Yeah, that bulkiness. It looks soft. You know, his right. body mass looks soft. So then that just comes with um, just got to get on the nutrition thing. You got to be dedicated. So I hope that that's something he can just. It's a lot of growth in this. It's a young group, you know. But I, I, the thing I'm scared of is the O line coach because I think last year not only was it like we had a lot of injuries and the, I, I didn't see the development. I didn't like you said, like you said, Phil, you saw a lack of technique. It's like it kind of reminded me when um, um, Pete Haynard was there for us that one year, oh, the tight ends God. coach. Yeah. And he came in and all our technique went down the drain. All he had, all he could teach us was X's and O's, where to go. But there was no technical work. Exactly. And. That year, they knew it. Like all everybody down the line, all good technicians. Everybody's technique went down the down the drain. Even Olin's technique went down a little bit, and that's yeah, saying I mean, something crazy. Everybody, that's so important. People come to our network and like, oh, they're full of shit. Look at the fantasy, this, that, and the other. But the technique on the offensive line, you can have a guy that's average or below. Mm-hmm. He plays with great technique. All of a sudden, he's a good offensive lineman. That's yeah. how much it matters. I mean, I went. I mean, honestly, and and that's that's like kind of like my story. I you know I I, I was not the most. I was gifted coming out of college and going through the junior college ranks, and I had a hell of a punch. I knew how to kind of had naturally how to throw a punch, and. You know, when I got to the pros, my set was not very good. You know, not the no knock on my college coaches, but I didn't have a pure set. You know what I mean? And I got underneath Juan, and that's why I get Juan so much credit. He he transformed me into a pro, and it was through this drill work and technique work. And then I got with Bob Wiley, and then I got with Harry Heastead. You know what I mean? And and it's so important, man. So like like when you say these that foot, the, the technique looks sloppy, and you tell you you breaking it down on film field. It's the truth. These people don't know, man. They need it like, you, you know, you do your work. You guys do y'all work, man. And I, I don't understand these people look. They just look at the wrong thing sometimes, man. And listen to all these other people. They're like, what's the technique? I come. I always come down to the technique. Do you know how to teach technique? Do you know how to drill technique? Do you know how to look and see how to get a guy better? Like if the guy's struggling, what technique can you suggest to the guy or show your group? 
how to what we're going to work on. This is what we're going to work on to get our right foot step back or our vertical set or our 45 or our jump set. We're going to do this drill. And that's what Harry Heastead was very keen on. So I did, I did see a lack of that. And that's what mm -hmm. makes it this Morgan guy I was kind of wasn't really sold on. You know, basically, I was like, first of all, I was like, where did this guy come from when they got him? Pittsburgh. I'm like, uh, they didn't, you know, they weren't a dominant old line. I'm like, okay, well, cool. You know, you know, obviously, I was like, Juan got booted out of there or whatever. I was a little bit, you know, my little bias there. But um, the guy <laughs> didn't, there's no improvement. And then you didn't use, you know, one of my big thing is taking young guys who are on the back burners. You know, your boy Dieter, our boy Dieter. Like, why, yeah. why isn't this guy getting take, you know, work? You know what I mean? Like, exactly. It, 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 a good old lineman, you know, old line coach is going to vouch for like, hey, we need to get this guy some work. Right, they resigned him. Yeah, they back. did resign him. That's why I'm, I'm like, wow. Put him at center. Yeah, let him play there, there the we go. Let There's your guy St. Clair. Yeah, but look John at it. Look at but look at John St. Clair's body. Yeah. Look at he had the big wide. St. Clair had more arms. hips than freaking what's her name. They don't yeah. lie. Her hips don't lie. What's her name? Yeah. <laughs> Jackal. Really what's her name? The, uh, Shakira. Shakira. He's on mute. He was on mute. <laughs> Fuck. We needed a jackal drop. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, now John Sekera, he he really worked on his body. So that's a good, that's a good John I, I, that's a good you brought up John St. Clair. That's who Burrow's footwork at times looked very like similar to John St. Clair, but like I said, he got to really work on that body and work on it. Yeah, I remember just... John St. Clair. Used to put me on like, hey man, I do this Y and C in the off season. Really, I gotta really wash my sugars. I gotta really do this, you know. At Virginia, his former oh, yeah. Virginia. Yeah. You shit in your hat and get the hell off the field. Coach O was fired up with the offensive line coach, and he is with you a hundred percent. Now, now Chris Morgan could, you know, every coach has a responsibility. You have to decide: Am I gonna be okay? having these guys like me or are they going to fucking learn to love me? Yeah. And I think these coaches that preach technique and say, no, fucking do it again. Do it again. You're not good. And the way the society is and how oh, we can't, you can't be hard on them. Lunch with Larry's up next, all that shit. You have to have these hard asses preaching technique to the extent where you are now talking probably back then you're like fuck Juan you know yeah oh you yeah. know what I'm saying right Harry out there you look back Juan fucking helped your career yeah and that's yeah. really what the offensive line it's the most important hire after the head coach yeah. when you're talking about coaching because you gotta get these guy and it's just been pathetic Harry yeah. Heights he stand was tremendous you you saw it with Rex Tucker uh, all of these guys that you guys have. Yeah, and we I don't know, know if you Coach Valerial, but even nah. Bob Wiley was a yeah. great fucking coach. Yeah. I know he's famous on Hard Knocks. But yeah, Mushroom Clinic. Uh, Bob Wiley, the Mushroom Clinic. Yes. Where all the old line co top old line coaches around the nation come to Cincinnati. Bob Wiley, coach. Um, you know, it's just one of those things. You're not to bring up the old Nagster, but. You know, you get rid of you get you get rid of, rid of uh, the best coach on your roster. <laughs> I get rid of the best you. coach, yeah, because he saw your bullshit. 
and you know, not to say Harry would have made it, you know, you know, but you know, through the new change of coaching, whatever, you know, he's he you gotta have a guy like that, man. Like you gotta have somebody who's gonna develop. So I'm hoping that the addition, you know, the assistant O line coach that I don't know, it's very weird. I'm glad he's exactly. there. Um, I don't know if he's coming in there to revise some things or he really is. work on the run game coordination. They're yeah, hilarious. he has to. Ooh, yeah, yeah, man. My boy needs to. I mean, that's just all belly. That's all belly. What week is this? You know what week this is? Uh, it's in Detroit. That's in so Detroit. That's so it's at the end of the, of the season. Ooh, that's that's, that's week before. And that means, hey man, I'm just gonna be honest with you, man. I I I used to battle the weight and try to, you know, that that's that's my eating good. You know, I don't I don't know if he miss. I don't know if he's making his weight in weigh in some Thursdays. Oh, he's yeah, making he's, them. He just weigh the fuck over them. Yeah. Bob Wiley's <laughs> Wiley. <hit him>. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Larry, Larry, Larry's an interesting guy, man. Also, there, man. It's just so much we got to do with that online. It has to get fixed. And um, yeah, I think free agency, it's gonna have to be a couple guys, one one big guy, one big time free agent, and you know, obviously, hopefully filling in with another starter. Um I mean, maybe at the guard position somewhere along the line, but you I know, would sign two guards and a tackle. That's yeah. how I feel. And let yeah. the competition begin. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got all mm -hmm. this money invested in Justin, not the wide receivers. Everyone gets yeah. caught up in that. Invest in making the protection for Justin Fields the most important priority. This offseason, you, yeah. Ian Cunningham, you, Ryan Poles, and your your walk of fame down at the combine address this. Yeah, if Justin is going to be the passer. Everyone believes it's going to be because the offensive line has protected him. Larry Borum, you have an opportunity to do what John St. Clair did. He does look like he's body. been working on his body. This he just got engaged. Yes, he got engaged. Congratulations. And I have a uh, yeah. This is him yesterday. Oh, he so looks slim. Yeah, he does. Now he's wearing black. If I want to go credit. Oh yeah, but he. That, I know all the big ride tricks. That have to be he, a lot of black. I mean, to make that much no, of a difference. No, he he does look good. Yeah. He does look good. He does. He does. Look good. You could that see might it be for the face. proposal though, Steve. We all know how that gets. Once they say yes, we sit back and you know. say yes to the dress. Good yeah. luck, Mister. Uh, Larry Bourne. I got yeah. this thing but, out to the science I got like, like boy, you got the pictures. <laughs> I, I need to see this. Like, okay, Bullock he's on like, hot streak. yeah. Hey, man. I mean, the best thing for you as an old lineman, man. I, the the big the big reason I started my second year, man. I took that 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 rookie year. Yeah. I stayed. I just I was tunnel vision on my diet. It, I didn't have a nutritionist. I was doing it all my own. I just knew, hey, chicken and salad. Now you know I. I didn't know how to cook too much, but like the, I had my little grill. This is how I was. I had my part for the garden chain. Yeah, yeah. I was. <laughs> I had a gar. I had my. I had to package lettuce, and I'll eat that every day. And I'll grill me a piece of chicken, and I will only eat steak on my 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 treat was a steak on Saturday or something. You know what I mean? And Cheat then I would day, have yeah. yeah, and then it was just I did it, and I was working out every day, and it just fell off, and then. It was. It wasn't like it shouldn't have been a shock to me, but it was that I ended up, you know, finding a way to start that season. Like I lost the competition to Aaron Gibson. 
uh, in camp for the right tackle spot after Big Cat retiring, Colombo was hurt. And, you know, when Rex Tucker went down the last preseason game, they, they was like, you're the next guy up. Because, you know, uh, and I'm going to tell you how things go in the offseason. Um, Robo, uh, what was his Robo's name? Uh, Bernard uh, Robinson. 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 Yeah. That, good guy. Good guy. Good guy. No, he played at Tulane. Was it Tulane? I think so. Yeah, he's a Tulane guy. Tulane. Okay. Yep. Because uh, he was all over the Jackal Tulane. Said yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he wasn't <laughs> muted. And he didn't even talk. <laughs> if Jackal knew that, Bernard Robertson played at Tulane. Robo. called him Robo. But uh, Robo. I remember he was like one of the guys that was around when we was like, it was only like injured guys. And it was uh, me. I was like, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. I live here in Chicago. So mm-hmm. we were like coming up there and we had the street coach to ourselves, Russ Reader. We was just with him by ourselves. The guru. And, yeah. The, the hamstring guru. The, he ended up being the hamstring guru. <laughs> at the, before. Not the, not, no, not Rusty Jones, Russ Reader. Oh, Russ, man. Y'all just, oh, <laughs> Russ Reader. Yeah, Russ Reader. Russ Reader should be before Rusty yeah. Jones. Rusty Robo Jones looks was like in on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, Robo. This dude, he's smart dude, man. He was very good. He was a good dude. But Robo had an awful off season, man. Like, oh he, yes. I was so me. He had an awful in season too. I, yeah, I was. <laughs> Shane was like, Robo's playing left tackle. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was all over the place. Yeah. Robo yeah. used to play, but he had like this. He was like the versatile guy the year before I got there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it was like Robo could play everything. That offseason, he – I was like – I was – uh, you know, I'm eating boiled eggs coming in the workouts. He came in like, yeah, man, I just ate three biscuits and gravy. I said, what? <laughs> you about to like run three – like, you about to run like 10 100s out here, man, you know? And I was just like – and he and then in camp we get to camp man and i remember mike gandy's like man what's robo looks terrible you know like <laughs> we get to camp robo's just getting this bull rush dumped on his back just like you get beaten one-on-ones but when you get planted on your back it was just you know so he was the guy who was supposed to be that center right guard left guard backup everything and when they were like, when Rex Tucker went down and they were like, Steve, you're left tackle, left guard now. And like later that day, they cut Robo. It was after cuts, after final cuts, they realized Rex Tucker was down. They came, it was like, you're going to be the left guard, even though I never played it. They cut Robo. So the offseason is just like, it's everything, man. You got to put in That's back in the medieval times. The things you can do now. <laughs> <laughs> it only took Mario, a oh, oh, It only takes <laughs> <two> minutes. <laughs> Look at oh, your phone, Claudio. Claudio was looking at the menu, ordering who to eat. He's like biscuits. We biscuits and gravy. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Claudio. We can't have this and gravy. <laughs> it's too late now. Yes. Yeah, what the fuck? I, I sent him a text in the middle of that. It says hi. Yeah, that's when I looked up. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> we oh, had you on. I wasn't laughing at Steve. I apologize. I'm but like, when? I think a good question, Steve, no is 
Olin was on his own podcast oh, with shit. Big Cat. I think it was, I think that was the one that he was on talking about it. And he said he went to Jerry Angelo and he's like, hey, you gotta get some guys around me that have some size that make <laughs> my job easier. And he brought up Bernard Robertson and and guys like that. But you know, you go to Braxton Jones is like 6'5", 312, and Jawan Taylor is almost identical in size. You talk about a guy, we, we brought up Orlando Brown, like 6'8", 340. Say if Cody Whitehair is here, what does that mean to the left guard when you that have a guy that's that different. big next to you? Um you know, when I had Gibb, it's like it's like having personal protectors next to you. Because I felt like not that Olin needed it, but I felt like he, you know, he did need that assistance. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like he needed me to come off the ball and, and really come down on that ace block with him. You yep. know what I mean? Like he you he know, specifically talked about that block, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and he that's the first thing he told me. Yeah. I didn't know nothing about guard. I only played tackle, and he said, dude. Come off the rock. That's all I need you to do. Don't worry about the yep. linebackers. Because I didn't like well, said, what linebacker I'm going to. Now, you know, you're supposed to know the whole thing, the whole field and everyone. You play tackle, you're supposed to know what the guards know. I was like, I just know what I'm doing over here. <laughs> so when I went to guard, I was like, foreign land. He was just like, right. dude, just come off the ball. I'm going to point to the linebacker and you go. And obviously, I've learned more, you know, as I got in that position. But that's all he was concerned about. And then over the years, I just want to always make sure Olin's the toughest dude I fucking know. But it was always, I always felt like I was like, I got the body. I got the size to help him out and protect Olin and keep some of that. Because they, you know, the bigger guys, the noses, they they would try to, you know, they would try to beat up on Olin if they can. That was the only thing they would try to be able to do. Patrick Williams, you know, they would, that was his thing, try to beat up all the use his size, but that's when we come about in. Gilbert Brown fucking yeah, 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 you had to, you had to really, Listen, you know. That's what I respect about Olin because he keeps it 100 all the time and he understood as good as you are, offensive line, we can't just sit here and say it's cohesive and team and five and, and then it not be like, oh, yeah. no matter who you are, Jesse Sapolo. Uh, a Hall of Fame offensive center would tell you the same thing. Any center is going to need their offensive lineman working with them yeah. to get those combos. You call it an ace block, scoop. Get yeah. how are you getting that three technique? Yeah, and re, you know how is yeah. he going to get there with quickness? But if you don't create that bubble, that space while you're getting on the back, he ain't going to get there. You yeah. make it easy for everybody. That's what fundamentally. The Chicago Bears have been so behind the times, whether it be talent or coaching on the offensive line or, or head coach. I'll just say this, and this isn't from Steve Edwards. This is from a player. Harry Heastand said, Coach Nagy, I'm sorry. We just can't block it like that. You're putting us in bad situation. We can't do it. You do it. That's how we do it. No, we can't. We got to do it this or we're going to have to make a call. No, there's no call. Now you're setting your offensive line. Your offensive line coach is a Hall of Fame offense. You're telling him we we don't do it. You don't do it. And that shit would irritate me. 
because you yeah. got to have that. I think like that listening, that offensive line coach, and you are sitting down. Can we do yeah. this? Yeah. He would. And that's and, and, and real quick going to like yeah. that's why that pair. Like that's why I was strange that because he brought Harry Heastead in, but that's like that's how clueless Nagy was. You brought mm-hmm. a guy in to be your old line coach. You're supposed to get on the same page with him and understand and really whatever he likes and the way he wants to scheme it up is the way you got to kind of tailor your offense off of what he feels is the best. And he is the best at the one of the best doing it in the, in the game. And you didn't listen to guy. You want to clad, clad heads with him. So we look back at when I said, um, Pete Hayner, we had Terry yeah. Shea. They were, they were together. They were together. Both of oh, them got split. They got sent out the door together because any old line coach in his right mind wouldn't sit there and allow a old, you know, agree with an old line coach saying, I mean, a coordinator saying we can't audible. We didn't audible that year. I don't know if y'all know that. Yeah. They were not audible out of us out of anything until they like we had an opposite call towards the end of the season where we just went opposite. We didn't, we didn't like, (laughs) like, hey, check out of this. He, I mean, we were literally, I was like, who is this guy? I mean, what are we doing here? Like, so him and Hayner were together and they got sent out the door together. So it's, it's like, you got to have that parent, man. So it's like, it's, you know, I'm concerned about that. But uh, real quick, I wanted to go back to what Shane saying, having a big guy. So I said, I use myself as being next to Olin, but to have like a guy like Big Air Gibson next to you is very, so for me being a big guy, but then having a guy that size next to me, it was huge. Like when we I yeah. talked about the ace with Olin, the deuce block with the right tackle. If you're at guard, or I mean, if you're at guard and you got a tackle, the deuce block and having a physical opposing guy like that. So if you have white hair there right there, uh, Orlando Brown in the run game is going to make your life a lot easier. We got a scroll for uh, Steve Edwards at the bottom, so we could follow. Big Steve Edwards. Steve, I want to make sure that we can get you to come on, me, my dad, and Shane, and, and Cars, to break down some of these college offensive linemen with us. Yes. Can I yeah. get you to come over on the Patreon? I know we talked about it uh, last year. Uh, the year before we had you, last yeah. year, we had some other stuff happening with your life this yeah. year, though. Yeah, we're coming up. Uh, we're finishing up some of the defensive linemen uh, this week, uh, tomorrow night, actually. Right, Shane? Tomorrow night? Tomorrow night. Yep. Eight o'clock. Tomorrow night. We're going to be eight o'clock breaking down two defensive linemen. One of my favorite defensive linemen not talked about enough in this draft is Pitt defensive tackle Kalijah Cansey and also another freakish talent, kind of. In the Bryce Young mold there. Oh, Army DN yeah. Andre Carter. He's freakish, but he is a long way away. <laughs> long way <laughs> He's away. He's got a lot of clay to work Word with. Word is Cansey's going to measure in at 5'11". At the I love Kalijah Cansey at any size. But that's just me, and we're going to look at the tape. Why? Uh, and break him down. Chris Zorich was 5'11", right? Yeah, they wanted to move him to linebacker. Six foot. He's six foot, Phil. Don't take away my size. But, yes, we'll have Big Steve breaking down some of these 
uh, top offensive linemen in the draft, like Cody Mock out of North Dakota State, one of my favorite uh, offensive linemen in this draft. So Not getting his teeth fixed until his professional football career is over, he said. I love it. Missing his two fucking He's got the personality trait of a fucking guy that's going to fuck someone up. And a lot of people smile. in the NFL are projecting him at center. I wouldn't put him there. Yep. No, uh, he, he play anywhere. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Steve. I didn't get my I get I didn't get my chip tooth fixed until I got to the NFL. I had a chip tooth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had a chip tooth for all my life. You got it fixed when you got in the NFL? Because my mom, no, my mom stuck. I kept she got it fixed. I kept on chipping it, like following yep. the concrete. I was just like an out of control kid. And she's like, I'm not fixing it anymore. I ain't got no money for this. So I was like, all right, I'll just roll with it. And then, yeah, I got to the NFL. As soon as I got on with the Bears, yeah. I'm like, yeah, psh, fix, fix like it up. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what it's for, man. You can Cost take a lot of, of money perks. to fix right. those teeth. Yeah, you got to take care of those perks, Trust man. Me. Shoot. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> you were in the pre-show with us, Shane. Yeah. Like here. Listen, do you have time to stick around? You got to bounce because we're going to – uh, do our next segment and uh, break down the Ryan Poles press conference. Doesn't that sound <laughs> exciting, Steve? Oh, God. <laughs> I, don't know if you... I heard some of that. I was like, oh, you know, well, you know, I was just like, oh, man, this, yeah. this <laughs> yeah, You're never going to get too much out of him, especially pre, no. pre-draft. pre It's all going to be. What? Coach, speak exactly. Well, exactly. if we change our mind, we'll let we'll keep uh, just enough to date with everything that you know. If anything changes, I'm like, God dang, man, this. <laughs> I I feel like they talked to. I know Justin said they did not, but I I feel like they talked yeah. to him from jump yeah. and said, "Listen, yeah. you're gonna hear some negative shit. <laughs> right. We're not gonna come out and support you so much." Yeah, we got to play the game, but yeah, you know, I think I think that's what they did, Shane. They they yep. had, I think they let him know, like, hey, dude, we we're gonna we're trying to get this team better. We're gonna play this game, and and Justin just, I met the kid one time. He was he was great, and I think yeah. he's one of those kids. That's like, yeah, okay, whatever for the team. I understand. I could take it. So, okay. but no, Phil, just just hit me up. And yes. we'll iron out the schedule. I definitely want to come on and do that with you. Break it gonna, down. Now, I don't think last, last time we broke down something, it was, it, it was a long time ago. We yeah, had a it was great two time. Years ago. Yeah. You and my dad, it was so much fun. Yeah. Uh, breaking down the offensive line. Um, that was in 2020. Yeah. Damn. We did that. Damn. Yeah, like plenty the, of time. Then I was just time flies when you <laughs> time flies when you root for a shitty football team, right? Steve? Oh my god! Hey, Steve. <laughs> at least there's one thing that's gone. <laughs> shitty, well, shitty, well, uh, I don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> there's man. a new president, real quick, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. How big is Kevin Warren's uh, shadow? going to be on this football team do you think I, I think he just looking at his resume where he comes from that's how he carries himself you know yeah. i think he's he's you know being a being a former agent too you know starting out yes. there those are his roots you know he knows he understands um you know you just look at some of the deals he's done you know he's he was part of that minnesota now do we agree that minnesota stadium looks the best no but 
you know, he got the deal done. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm you know, he's got experience in doing it and doing it the right way where they hosted it, uh, a Super Bowl. So in Minnesota, cold ass Minnesota. So, um, <laughs> and I think he just, he has a presence. Just look at his, the way he carries himself. I know Bernard Berrien, um, I think Bernard was with him, I think maybe in Minnesota. And uh, he talked highly of him uh, on social media. And, um, yeah. you know, well, Bernard's a, a very, he does a big deal when he becomes the president of the Chicago yeah. Bears and you go on yeah. Twitter and LeBron James is shouting him out. Shouting yeah. him, out for gig. him yeah. and Michael Cooper were yeah. Yeah. going crazy. Yeah, he, he brings some clout. He brings he, he's bringing something that we we just you could just feel something like this. I mean, obviously we're coming from Ted, and it's just like this guy got some charisma. He's got some authority. He has he has all the experience to back it up. And I think where we're moving, um, you know, I think we're going to be heading in the right direction. It's just about you know let's let's start making these right moves this off season, you know. And I think we're in good hands right now. I think things are going in the right direction. So that's all we can hope for. And um yeah you know the place we so, can go is up yeah that's the only place can't get any lower can't get no lower than this man so 1947 uh, was the last time the bears held the number one draft choice in the wow. nfl draft in 2023 we're 30 years away from 1990 drafted a running back that year and he played one yeah. season so that's hey, typical chicago if the Cubs, if the Cubs can do it, we can do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm a Cubs fan, follow, so I had to deal with that. You know, I had to deal with all that. Yeah. You know, follow Big Steve Edwards at Big Steve seventy nine. If you're listening on the podcast, that's at Big B I G capital S T E V E seven nine. Big Steve, I love you, man. You are TTNL family, just yes. like we said in the promo. And actually, next year, real quick. Yeah, yeah real quick. We got to ask him when the tomato the plants get started. When do the tomato plants? Real quick. Real quick. <laughs> Good drop. When did they get started, Steve? Oh, I planted uh, Saturday. We started, you know. Uh, oh. Yeah. 95 different varieties of plants this year. It's gonna 95. be crazy. It's about to Claudio's get crazy. favorite plant. Is <laughs> oh, Claudio's shit. favorite plant in the garden. Oh, <laughs> uh, that one. Uh, I'm on coming over your house next time. That's off to the side. I'm I'm on to psychedelics now. Mushrooms. Oh, the mushrooms. Micro dosing. becoming a popular thing in the. You got to go see Jake Plummer. He's a mushroom farmer now. I yes. already got some of Jake Plummer's supply. I ordered his mm. stuff. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Lion's you. mane. I got me a little lion's mane up in there. A little microdosing. Yeah, he's, yeah, I'll do it. That's yeah. awesome. next show. We got to. Speaking of drugs, have you seen Cocaine Bear? Oh, I got to no. see it. No I, thought, to come I, up. I heard the movie. I'm like, is that the story of Sam Hurd? Yeah. <laughs> he just got out. He just got out. See that? He just got released. Sam Hurd just got out. <laughs> that was good. Damn, that was good right there. Uh, I've been waiting all night. What do you think he was doing on his phone? He was writing that joke. <laughs> no, for real. I saw that movie actually the other night. It was actually pretty fucking good. Yeah, I heard it was stupid, but it was good. Yeah, I got to see it. I got to see up. it. Thumbs up movies with Claudia. That could be an off-season segment. 
off-season segment. Well, Steve, I love you, man. Next love year, too, though, man. this TTNL, you weren't able to come out to the Larison estate. You missed the big TTNL party. Jim was giving away books, DVDs. I'll be graduating from wow. college next year. So that's the I've been. I told you, Phil, I've been, yeah. you know, left school, never went back to finish. Making mama proud. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to. Straight A, man. Straight A student, man. No, yeah, so I'm trying to What's finish all What's the straight major? A. What's the major? Uh, business management. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's I why he's growing those mushrooms. I thought he was going to say horticulture or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's his side hustle with the business. He's going to have his own microdosing company. Right. Yeah, man. I, no, I'm great. I'm, I'm growing to create the reputation of the uh, great lie. around Chicago. That's so this 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 guard is going to be off the chain. Then I got to get credit to my fiance. I don't do it all by myself. I got to get her. There credit. you She's, go. That's my partner in crime with the, the garden. But we. We're off been the chain pushing for the Shane and Phil invite to eventually this wedding. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, we be looking out. Oh yeah. man, can you imagine us at the wedding, Steve? We'd be breaking it all down. Oh, we got a misstep there after the vows. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna make you a, a your intro will come out. You'll come walk out to your yeah. intro. Oh, man. At this point, this guy doesn't even. <laughs> hey man, that's ace block was pretty good. On yes, the, that, that, that the game sucked you, too. Oh my god, but that was a hell. Of Cordell a came in for um, oh Rex got hurt. Rex got hurt. Cordell went down. Chris Chandler, Chris, I got closing my eyes, so I'm just like trying to. Chris Chandler, I couldn't hear anything. I said, "Can you speak? Can you uh, speak up? Because I can't hear anything can't, on the edge." I think I had like I forget who the. the I think he was. Um, he eventually. Tuck something, Tuck Cal Tuck something. DN, I think he eventually played for the Green Bay. Um, speed rusher, yeah. Kansas City Arrowhead, loud. Chris Chandler was like, said, uh, I, I said, I can't. Hey, I was like, hey man, you want to get another concussion? You better speak up, man. I can't, I cannot get off the ball, man. It was, it started off, but it actually started off good because Rex was on fire and then he got hurt, man. So, yeah, can you sing the Heart Foundation? The Mount Carmel fight song? Can you sing oh. it? He wants to know. Or can you sing? Everybody can sing the Bears oh, one. Oh. Come on. Right? Oh. 30 <laughs> yards, know? 20 yards, 10 yards, touchdown, victory. Stand up and cheer the men of Carmel. Cheer for the men on the field. We're out to fight for the old brown and white. We're out to win victory. Rah, 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 shoulder to shoulder battle. Whatever the odds may be. 30 yards, 20 yards, 10 yards, touchdown, victory. There yeah, he is. Oh, he's no Harry yeah. Mack, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this. I, you know, I was feeling a little loosey goosey. Yes. Yeah, on, what are you sipping on? A uh, Weller, Lil Weller. That's another yeah. thing. I'm little. I'm, I got the bourbon collection going too. So that's my other. Little, oh, the uh, bourbon garden you, bourbon. Oh so man, Jim, Jim had bring, the top shelf. Bring the out phone. the bourbon. That that reception is going to be lit. We we'll get right in there. <laughs> that song will be played. Yeah. Parents will be like, what the? <laughs> He's Big Steve Edwards, former Chicago Bear, uh, number 79 in your program, but number one here at TTNL. I love this guy. Follow him. Going to see more of Big Steve 
here at TTNL coming up. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back in action, man. Yes, we're glad to have you back. And we're going to definitely use you on the field. We're not letting you sit on the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> yes, All right, Steve. Thank All you. Right. Appreciate right, you. Man. A lot of fun tonight, right. man. Right, great times. Sorry, I cut you off there. As always, bear down. Bear down. Big Steve Edwards. The man. Oh, my God. I love Steve. Yes. Maybe one of the cla classic moments in TTNL offseason history. Claudio. Claudio. <laughs> that was good. I got to give it to you. That was good. Wait till you <laughs> see how waiting. uncomfortably okay. long it went. It was a while. Credit to Steve for continuing to talk. Exactly. at one point. So when I couldn't cool compose Kennedy cuts myself. This, when Cool Kennedy cuts this, I want the crickets playing. Because at one point, you were up on the screen all by yourself. Uh, well, that's what right. happened. I look up Twice, and I'm right. like, yo, what the fuck? But it's Twice. okay. It's all right. Oh I, I like the message in the back. Put your head on a swivel, he says. Exactly. Don't worry. You guys put your head on a swivel. Big Steve. What a uh, guest. What a great yeah. listen. Big Steve is huge in person. I think I, I could probably pull up a picture of me standing next to him, and it's just Bryce to. Young versus Shaquille. <laughs> <laughs> look, look like this. It's just Bryce Young next to a normal it's person. A little like that, right? Yeah, a little like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly like that. Uh, but what a, a tremendous uh, – just a great man, number one. Number two, just I love how Steve sees the game and, and keeps it 100 on this show, talking about the Chicago Bears and the offensive line, the importance of it. If you're not a patron, you got to go over there, sign up. I've been so proud. Like, honestly, this is the best – that we've ever done handling the draft as far as patron uh, stuff has gone. The analysis and the perspective. I mean, you're getting my dad fired up, uh, cars and Shane getting fired up. I've been breaking down the tape. Just sign up. I guarantee there's no bullshit. There's no manipulation or flip-flopping. I'm not going to tell you my number one guard today is Osiris Torrance, and then change that in a few weeks. Osiris is my number one guard. Spoiler alert for patrons. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but the reality is that's what we're going to bring to the table where you're not all in agreement, and that's what makes it fun. Even at the top of the show with Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud and the conversation there, uh, I always go back, I always look at, everything possible and it comes to the quarterback position like say you have rex grossman do you pass on an aaron Rodgers as if he's there say you have you know another quarterback the bears have been in this so many times so you have to make sure that justin is the right guy and unfortunately ryan pace and the situation that they've got themselves into didn't afford the Chicago Bears the appropriate balance of being able to analyze who Justin Fields is as the complete quarterback. And and that's where we're going to be here. And it's unfortunate, but I think the setup 
for the Chicago Bears is one with which is really great. I know Shane's having a little uh, internet issues, but so just I'm sure he'll pop back in once that comes available. But I think the reality is the Chicago Bears are in a position to see who this GM is. And I got to be honest with you. I don't know who Ryan Poles is. I'm nervous, right? Anybody saying they they know who Ryan Poles is and they I have the utmost faith he's going to kill it. I don't know what he's going to do. I'm going to break down what he did and tell you what I would have done or I'm going to applaud it and think that it's great. And you know what? I'll die on that hill because that's where I was coming. I think – I think Ryan Poles, like like you said, he's not a finished product. Right. Ryan Poles did what he had to do. I think the best thing he could do is continue to be consistent. So he had to go out there, and I'm sure we've talked about it plenty of times on here. He had to go out and at least find two contributors right away on either offense or defense. And he ended up doing that on the defensive side in Gordon and Brisker. Last year. So this year, I, and I think And he got this Braxton year, Jones. And, and he got Braxton Jones. Yeah. Right. So think. so coming into this year, I, like, I feel like he doesn't have to go ahead and over-fucking-think it. If what, you, if what you want as – if you're trading down or whatever, if what you want isn't available, then go ahead and take the best player available, which to me would be Will Anderson at this point, and, you know – Play it as that, but you don't go ahead and over fucking think it. Just be consistent. Listen, even his consent. I don't know. Who, I don't know who he is because people are gonna just like do what you said. Like I love Brisker, uh, Gordon. I think is better on the outside. I think they put him in situations. So I like where he's going. I like that he got the undrafted uh, linebacker from Wisconsin. Our guy Sanborn. And what he's doing. So I like some of these things, but I also hate the roster. Yeah. I hate the talent that they have. So it's very difficult. So is Braxton Jones the best of shit? Like that's, the, you know what I'm saying? So now with the first round pick, with all this money, with the control that you have to have, you have to be a dog and you have to be in that position. And anybody saying that it's going to be easy, I'll be the first one to say to you, it's not. It's not. Because you can't go value. You can't go to you can't go looking for the blue light special at Kmart. Players. You need dogs. Yep. So you have to identify that. And listen, let's watch. Let's take a look. I don't have can you pull up the Ryan because Shane dropped off. The Ryan Poles presser. We're going to watch that, and then we're going to wrap up the show tonight. But I'll say this while you're pulling that up. I want to, like, you know how we do with BHL. We don't need Coach Eberflus. I just want to see, you know, Ryan Poles uh, on the Chicago Bears YouTube, Ivan. That that thing. You have it, Ivan? This is what I'm saying. Here you are. First overall pick. Free agency is going to define what you do in the draft. Is that mine? Oh. That was me. I apologize. Um, Give me a minute. The, 
free agency is going to define the draft. Cash over capex, but however you get it, will mute Jackal. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. Uh, share, present is the button, Jackal. Present, go to tab or share screen and then go to tab. There you go. Is this from the Chicago Bears YouTube? Because I can't hear it. Uh, All right, it's good to see everybody. It's crazy how fast uh, time goes by. It was just yesterday. All right, this is it. Uh, Thanks, Ivan. First, I want to just start off by thanking my crew. um, Can you – is this as loud as it goes? That's as loud as it goes. Jesus. And we get ready for this offseason. You know, I think we can really build – on what we started and move the needle and get our roster to a place that we can start winning uh, football games. Um, the draft, really interesting setup, uh, a ton of flexibility to uh, take the best player at one or move. ton of flexibility uh, is an understatement. To add draft capital and get better, which is exciting. And then for free agency, you know, the opportunity to have a little bit more ammunition than what we had uh, last year allows us to bring in the right type of uh, players that kind of fit what we're looking for and fit our culture. So, again, we can keep uh, moving. The Big middle. understatement. Little more. Um, yeah. You got the most ever, <laughs> practically. So that you can't even hear their questions again now. These motherfuckers yeah, no, no, just, just need your brags. About collecting information um, because we still got to get back. We got to put our draft board together, tighten that up from the information that we get here, um, and that's really going to start to allow us to put. I like and to see this is true. What makes sense for us. If you decide to trade the pick, is that something you would want to before or after the first trade? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, there are some scenarios um, that it might benefit us to move, you know, before pregnancy, you know, opens potentially. Um, but again, when we get back with all the information that we've gathered from here, I think we'll have a better direction. See, I think that was very telling that he's going to say, uh, oh, yeah, we can move need. before. Um, and there's the scenarios where you could, you know, add players as well, potentially, um, which again, gives you some clarity on what you want to do in the draft. And yeah, it doesn't really approach we're not going to approach it too much different. We're going to collect the information like we always do. Um, I think the volume of information just goes up. As you sort of gather that information, how are you going to balance maybe the, the want to add more picks and, and maybe the value of that compared to a guy you might be targeting up there you right. get when you get back? Yeah, it's a good question. And that's the numbers game I talk about. Here, can you pause um, it? Because I really can't on my end on this. So two big things here is – basically being honest, which I respect, you know, in this time and era, uh, a lot of lies, the lying season and everything, but you're backed into a corner because you either shit or get off the pot type of situation. Uh, You love Justin Fields. If you say that Justin's our guy, we're open for business. That would be one way to handle this, but they're saying due diligence. Then he's talking about being in this position where you can draft the best player that you believe is a game-breaking blue-chip football player, a.k.a. Will Anderson, over Jalen Carter, irregardless in my mind. But 
Uh, a lot of people are now coming on this, and this is where you need to be careful, just like Shane was talking about and Cars had talked about on the, the patron show with Walker. These guys that have a great athleticism, size, length, and a high ceiling don't overlook what Will Anderson did and plays and what he's going to do. So as freakish as Wilson is, and I believe there's going to be a big ceiling for him, the best player in this draft is Will Anderson, even if Jalen Carter wasn't arrested or whatever, you know, warrants out for him, whatever that is. So now you got to decide, do I take him and build him as a pillar piece or do we, you know, trade down and kind of accrue a bunch of players and hope that in a draft that always is 50-50, irregardless, that these bunch of swings at the plate are going to come to fruition. It's the age-old adage. As long as I'm sitting here looking and thinking and listening to everybody's opinion, I'm of the belief that if you could trade down one with Houston and make sure you threaten them with the Colts and still get Anderson at two, then you've won because you did, you got something in return, you held them hostage, and you didn't lose the best football player in the draft. That's really what this guy's decision is going to have to be. How do you rank Will Anderson, uh, Tyree Wilson? How do you rank these guys? How do these offensive tackles rank? You know, no one talks about that. I have Clancy, I'll tell you right now, in my top top 10, uh, I believe. I don't care what he measures. I'm watching tape of Clancy just do crazy things. I believe he's that talented of a football player. We'll see how he tests, what he benches, but I see the power and strength. Those things uh, in this whole draft – Ryan Poles is going to have to make that decision. Now, I'll put it to you like this. You know, if you have a a redraft of things, they do this every year, right? They redraft like, oh, let's go back. Let's redraft. A lot of people hide their original draft stuff. Um, But I, Shane or I, we don't do that. Shane says uh, says his entire street. Is down. down. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, that sucks. But the weather's awesome. But guys, the situation with the Chicago Bears to me, you, Will Anderson is the class of the talent in this whole draft. So you have to weigh that against several swings. Now there's good players in there, but are they gonna go? So see I, I'm I agree with you on that. Talent-wise, Will Will Anderson is definitely the tops in the draft. I would definitely take him at number one. If if, if I were going top to four. say at number one, top four. But if I were going to say at number one for the Bears, that's who I'd probably target. Yeah. But I think this team is just – it's the same thing as, you know, trade all these guys for one wide receiver or something like that. No, no. We, this team needs way more players and needs to fill way more holes. <laughs> Than just one guy, and I know he's he, you know, you believe he's generational and he's trans, he could just destroy a game plan for for uh, uh offense, 
but for me, I think it's it's there's more to build off of. You have to build more of a foundation just than just one guy. Well, that's why. Let me. Can I pose you a different way? Then, Bill and I. Yeah. Let me free pose agency it this way. is so important. Hold on, Chris. Gotcha. The Bears go out, sign an offensive tackle, two guards. They go out, they sign a defensive tackle, a linebacker, a corner. They're, they have to, by the way. They go out, right? Now you've set yourself up to say, hey, I can take the fucking blue chipper and have that talented football player there. You know, you go back and you look. I mean, I've always said it. Quarterback number one, pass rusher two. That's how it is. Then you go to offensive tackle, corner, and you can argue there. But if you hit free agency, and you you should. I mean, that should be your bread and butter on offensive line. They're ready-made veterans. I mean, I go out there and get the kid from Denver right now and put him at guard. What's his name? Dylan? the hell's his name? Dalton Risner. Yeah. Risner. Dalton Risner. Get a guy like that. It's a fucking animal. Fucking knocks people around. Now you got opportunities with Tevin Jenkins. Move him to right tackle. You want to build with Braxton Jones. Or you, and you get Orlando Brown. Say you get Risner and Brown. You think that changes your offensive line? Then you go on the other side. Jones. Free agency sets up the board. To Ryan Pohl. And the audio on this sucks. So it sucks that we can't really hear the questions, but here you want to try mine? You yep. could try. I don't know if it's. Yeah, go, I don't think it's ahead Ivan's ahead fault. I think it's no. theirs. Maybe but try it. Try it. Maybe it'll be louder. But the reality is, and then get to your question that you can't pass a generational talent with a history of the Chicago Bears being, okay, Brian Erlacher, generational talent. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, there are some scenarios yeah, that, is a lot that, happen, yeah. that it might benefit us to move Can you you know, before full break, screen that? that open yeah. potentially. Um, but again, when we get back with go. all the information that we've gathered from here, Much we'll better. have a better direction. Just because it would give you a clearer view of what Can I pause it from here? Yeah, uh, a clearer view of what we need. Um, and there's nope. scenarios where you, you have could, to pause you know, it from add your players other screen. Well. Gotcha. Your other Thank you. Um, which again that. gives you some clarity on what you want there to do. In the, the thing that this he's really being transparent here, is, and it's right. You know, the 40 times are going to check boxes, but it's really the medical that you want to get to make sure that your tape. Okay, I give this guy, say, on a score level from 10. One being bad, un, undrafted, 10 being blue chip Will Anderson. If I go there and I got a 10 on his tape and I got a 6 on his medical, now you have to freaking really do a conversation with these doctors. Like, how bad is this? Is this something the tape is telling me he's tremendous? And that's where decisions have to be made. The 40 time and the explosive numbers, even the on-field drills. I love to see offensive linemen not in pads moving around because then I can see athleticism. Other people don't like those drills. I do. Mm -hmm. This Ryan Poles is being very transparent uh, in here talking about what he just said, saying this is a piece of the puzzle here.
I like that he's just being honest like that. Go ahead. Well, Jackal, what was your question? I'm sorry about well, the just, draft. Well, it, it, just to spin it the way I've been looked at, you know, in regards to how he's saying maximizing the value of the first pick to, to kind of fill other gaps in your roster, what positions outside of quarterback and, and do you think the Bears have at this moment where you don't need to draft – a, a player at that position with one of those top picks? Is it just quarterback and you would you take the best player anywhere if you don't take Will Anderson and you trade down to accumulate picks? What what do you think would, you know, looking at the roster? See, I don't agree with Ivan. I'm just that. curious. That's why I'm asking the question. This is why. Because I believe you pay to fill talent. You pay that to okay. set yourself up to say – this guy's generational. I'm not passing on him. I'm not. That's what I believe. Even all, all those guys you build through the draft. Well, I, I have a first-round pick. You know? It's really nice, but the risk of going down, to me, is, you know, an opportunity for you to, okay, I hit on a guy that was, he's good, like, I would love to see the history of how many people traded down and where they hit. Well, well, you let's know, say they trade down. Out. Let's say they trade down to get to four, right? Let's say they just stay at four. They yes. end up drafting whether whether you know we'll figure out what goes on with Carter. But let's say they draft. So they get Anderson or or Anderson. If they got Anderson there, that's a home run. Cardinals, you got the Cardinals that could draft Anderson right in front of you. I think so. But let, let's say, got, let's say either or, e e either or. What you've done with trading that number one pick is giving yourself that opportunity to go ahead and st still get you get you a prime, you know, a, a, a top talent yeah. in the draft. Definitely a top five pick uh, in either Anderson or Carter. Yes, Carter. And then and then you've Wilson. given yourself the opportunity to go find you a, a guy like a, 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 a guy that's rated in the first round but has an injury problem. Or, or has or has just like a, a attitude issue or so, something that doesn't but affect here, his, his game on the field so yeah. much. Like, like it just gives you for me, it gives you more opportunities to find players that could that we, could affect your team. Here's here's the we thing. We don't pick till fifty three after our first whenever we pick in the first here's, round. Here's the thing. You have to weigh what it is that you're the thing that sways me to trade. In all honesty is the future one. And the reason is, and it's not a popular reason, but it's to protect yourself for the quarterback. Is this guy the quarterback when we define who we are and we get the right pieces and we sign these players? I'm protecting myself. Stumbles, yeah. Yeah, if Justin Fields stumbles. Now, I'm not saying he's going to. But a smart businessman protects his fucking business. And the business of quarterback has been a miss in Chicago for centuries. And I'm not even exaggerating. So I'm tired of this. So the thing that Ivan could sell me on is like, hey, coach, we trade up. down. We're getting another a yep. one next year and a one year after that. With that in mind, this season, I'm going to get you a good football player here. You know, I like uh, uh, Brissy from Clemson. As a three tech, I think a lot of people uh, don't like that. I'm never worried about 
Harrison Jr. next year. I don't worry about fucking wide receivers. My thinking is trade down there. Get a, If Will Anderson at four and we get a future one and we get a two and a three this year and whatever else, that is a fucking home run. And all praises to Ryan Poles. But the risk to one me is, is really in there. Now, I would say... I would be more comfortable saying, Houston, you want to rap a lot? Come on up and get fucking the number one pick and give me Laramie Tunsil and give oh, me your first and we'll, we'll do it. And now in a third round this year or a second round, whatever it is, I would get that and I would feel comfortable because then I know I got Anderson and I got something. And no Bears fan – we could have got a haul. We could no. You did the right thing. You did the right thing, but you know there's the risk is there. Even with as high as I think Will Anderson is, there's risk there. Injury. You think this they just pick the before free agency? March twelfth starts. You think they make? You know, been reading about that. You think they're gonna? I don't think they trade, trade it. <laughs> what do you guys think? Before the free agency, you think a trade happens? I think it's March 12th is the beginning of free agency. And I, I was reading some some people were saying that, you know, polls may try to get the best offer, try to just say, look, guys, I got I got offers coming in everywhere. I want the best. I want the, your best offer by like March 11th, you know, so everyone can start free agency. They know what they're going to kind of work with and go from there. And they could always make another trade after that. But uh, what are your thoughts? I think your best, uh, like if, it were going to happen, I think it would come from, like, the Colts or, like, the Panthers just because they're going to go ahead and you'd have to pay a lot to jump up that many slots for, for Carolina. And, I mean, not as many for Indianapolis, but they're kind of in a desperate situa situation have, with yeah. Houston right in front of, Houston. you know, right there. So I, I think the smart play is to wait till closer to the draft. So I think yeah, they're going to go I ahead agree. and hold on to it. And just I do too. I, was just I totally agree with you, Ivan. Too. Yeah. I think you got to let these pro days iron themselves out. You know, if someone's calling you up and blowing you away with what it is they're going to give you, then you have to seriously sit down and think about it. You know, but you know, the free agency always sets the the boards up, so that's the other risk. Like. Is somebody going to be content with Derek Carr, you know, that wants to trade? To say the Colts sign Derek Carr. <laughs> They're going to go rookie, man. Yeah, I know that. I'm just they saying. Say there's got a spot. Him. Give me another. I think Houston like settles on. Or, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, all of a sudden, that yeah, takes brother. this power that you have, this leverage, away from you. That's the only risk. But I also could see the other side of it. That's why it's so hard to be in that situation that Ryan Poles is in. I mean, I would be struggling now too. I But the way I would feel really good, and I think Bears fans should, is I believe that Will Anderson is the real deal. I believe he is. So yeah. you have that in your pocket. It fits a position of need. And you can go out there and intact the interior of the defensive line. You're going to get Dominique Robinson another year under his belt. He's going to be uh, working in the pro system. You don't know. Hopefully, Travis Gibson, uh, 
I really was hoping bigger things for him, but maybe that was a, a slump season in the new defensive philosophy, and then he turns it around this year. You don't know. But those situations have to, you know, that's what you get paid to, to be in this position for. You know, I don't believe that no – I believe Ian Rappaport when he's saying everybody's calling yeah. to kind of get that number one. And I believe it because I believe C.J. Stroud and I believe Bryce Young are quality NFL quarterbacks. I really do. I like uh, Levis also, he's not working out at the combine, right? He's not doing something. Not oh, Will Levis, I'm sorry. He turned down the senior bowl. He didn't want to play in the senior bowl yeah. when he had an opportunity to do that and kind of showcase who his talent was. That was kind of a knock that I had on him, the quarterback from Kentucky. But that's for another show, but I'll put that <laughs> out there now. But free agency for, for real is going to set the tone, and obviously the, the combine is going to be full with numbers in the next couple of days and wows and up. Uh, boards and what have you i'll tell you before i'll tell you one i'll you know how i feel about will anderson i told you that my number one guard tonight i'll tell you my favorite receiver in this draft before the combine and speeds and all that i have said it on the patron show so i'm not <laughs> breaking news on them but uh zay flowers from bc to me, is going to be a superstar in the NFL. He's got the dog mentality. He's got the twitchy burst and speed, and I'm certain that he'll run in the four threes. If he doesn't, it doesn't matter. The tape shows me a four three plus guy, a game breaker, a field flipper. That kind of stuff is going to change the whole game uh, for the Chicago Bears and and. Those are the type of guys uh, that you need on this roster that are missing, guys that are going to create space. But he's not tall, Phil. He's small. So is Tyreek Hill. And he's the best in the business right now, arguably. Somebody could say somebody else. But those types of guys that have that desire and ball-tracking ability, unbelievable. All right. Let's play a little bit more of this, Chris. Yes, sir. Yeah, it doesn't really approach. We're not going to approach it too much different. We're going to collect the information like we always do. Um, I think the volume of information just goes up. As you Another added, truthful how are you going to comment. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the want to add more picks and, and maybe the value of that compared to a guy you might be targeting up there that you wouldn't right. get when you go back? Yeah, it's a good question. That's a numbers game I talk about. Um, really getting our draft board set up, see where, you know, if we move to this spot, who's available. I always talk about value, right? So there's going to be certain players that are going to be in the value bucket. How many are there, which is going to dictate how far we can move back. Hey, Ryan, has anything changed the, the value bucket, whatever that is in his – you say they essentially have to be blown away to, to trade him. Anything changed in that regard? No, nothing's changed there. I saw, you know, the the deal from yesterday in terms of leaning one way or the other. You know, I think that's always been the case. We've always leaned that way because Justin did some really good things. I'm excited about where 
his game's going to go. Um, but at the same time, when you sit in our situation at one overall, but, you have to do your due diligence. You have to investigate everything. You got to spend time with those guys just to make sure we're making the right this back in um, December. What's important to me, and I think everyone knows me by now and how uh, I want to treat our players, we'll be in communication with Justin along the way just to make sure that, you know, he knows what we're doing and nothing's a surprise to him. Have you talked to him already about yeah. that and – the fact that there's going to be a lot of chatter yeah. about the quarterback position. So he did talk to us. Yeah, we anticipated this a while ago, so we've, we've been in communication with him. Can you, can you tell us what that was like? No, it's just that there's going to be a lot of noise, and I'm going to just know that I'm going to keep you up to date with what we're doing and why we're doing it. And um, I think that's important for him to kind of know what we're doing. There's been a lot of speculation about offers coming in for the number one pick. Have teams reached out potentially about Justin and you guys maybe moving on from him? Yeah, there's been a lot of um, – different scenarios and it's really just kind of starter conversations right now so um I nothing or, specific yeah. about players picks and all Can that you just pull up first. last year's first That's round yeah. no i haven't gotten that yet what parameters do you have for the first wave of free agency parameters yeah. in terms of Brad Biggs, what parameters do you have in the yes, first game? Spend money, yes. motherfucker. Same, same setup as before. Um, we have, just like the draft, we have players that are going to be in certain buckets for values. And, you know, this year we have the ability to approach we're going to stay selective. We're going to have parameters that kind of match our values and our research. Um, we have an unbelievable analytics team. Our cap group, lost me Matt there. and uh, Cliff, uh, do a great uh, amount of research analytics to kind of out keep of all us fucking in schools. that range and, and making smart decisions. Because I think the key is we don't want to ruin um, baseball. It's about the we don't want to waste baseball. this opportunity and, and do something that's not analytics sound that doesn't allow us to have this flexibility in years to come. So that's the balance that you're trying to take advantage of now, but also not still not trying to hurt you down the road. You, you use the word value. Can, can you yep. actually find value with the Mario game of free agency? Um, not really like straight to the value, but you can have parameters for what that looks like historically. I don't know what he, what are your benchmarks for the next four or five weeks? Yeah. So the thing about free agency, you got to always be on your toes to adapt and adjust um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, I'll put it very simply, but it's to improve our football team, get as many guys on our team that can help there us do what we're trying to do, which is one of our games. Right. Got to spend, got to do it. Yeah. I'll go back to coaches, his principal, um, guys that play the way that we're looking for, um, violence, length, um, tenacity, length. That's what we're looking for. Guys that can get off to the quarterback I'm and also out, play Jack, the run as well fuck. and be disruptive. Uh, that's the plan right now. Um, and like I said, we're going to do our homework on, on this class. And if something changes, and again, I'll just use the same statement, we got to be blown away uh, to say, you know what, I think this is best for our organization. What can you learn about quarterbacks here? That you have he to laughed and said, yeah, so this is the opportunity to sit down and be blown away. get to know the person, what, what makes them tick. Um, you have a period of time where you can get them on uh, film and talk about Huge. different scenarios. And you can really see how they, they process. Uh, they can give you the why. You know, is it 
very oh, um don't give them the watch short-sighted or is it like a overall like big picture view that they give you and they can tell you why they're doing the concept lawrence funk um, and that shaved you, your you know, head that's everyone's why. taught differently all the schemes are different um that gives you a little bit of guidance of how much they know about ball and, and logan already trusts polls good for fucking logan would throw all his money down on yeah when you watch it over and over right and over. now wow like, this is like different um but it's a collection of um, anticipation, uh, arm talent, arm strength, accuracy. It's it's all of the categories well, that that's you why they took and fucking then, Patrick like Mahomes we and we took Trubisky. You need wow. to be a unique uh, human being to play this position in this league with this pressure, um, and just to be able to keep coming game after game after game, and also critique yourself and get better year after year. So. Um, it's a huge checklist, but we'll go down that and just, you know, be sure we're doing the right thing. Right. The defensive line, the commanders tag their three technique today. Those guys don't typically hit free agency. How do you attack that position then, kind of knowing that the lot might not be as much to go through next month? Yeah, we're going to, you know, obviously the flexibility we'll see um, after these next few days and weeks of who's available in free agency, uh, where they fall on our, our value um, chart and our, our board. Um, value. And then if it's not there, value. maybe that turns to the draft. So that's the beautiful thing about balancing I both would of those totally things. That's why we what so is much value? Time, uh, evaluating that's my both next sides. Question to you. Um, is, kind of see what's going to be available to us and where we need to um, Can you pause, attack Because I want those, your uh, educated uh, thought. The, the word value is bang for your buck, right? You're getting more, right? Value. Like, what's the def? What's the actual definition of that? Because he keeps bringing it up. Like, what is value? Are you talking about like good player at a discounted price? Because that's not going to happen. I think there's a few ways of looking at it. Analytically, you could look at it from the rating scales that players and draft picks and values and what everybody holds. So if you're able to accumulate more picks and get more worth. Exactly. The value and in, in, in the, what the player is actually worth. You can quantify a player's value. And the more you acquire, instead of having one pick, it's more valuable to have more assets to do just that, I'm assuming, is what he's yeah, referring that's, to. That's but, a pretty good explanation. That's what I want to understand. I would love for one of these guys to be smart enough to say, what's your definition of value? And then he's referring to bucket, you know. The value bucket. Yeah, so I don't know what his bucket term is. Is those guys depicted traits that you've defined that fit in your bucket? Is that what he's coming? Like these things to me, he's be, being very revealing. I don't trust Ryan Poles yet. Not one bit. I do not. I'm just for the record. I can't wait to see and believe in Ryan Poles. But right now, he has the hardest job in the business. Because if you go out there value shopping with the shittiest fucking team in the NFL, you've just lost. Yep. Okay? This isn't fucking Karen's Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> I got everybody a nice, beautiful kid. You're going to have to overpay Orlando Brown like we told Big Steve. Like, at the well, end of the day. Jaguars. Exactly. And Jawan James. You know? These guys are going to have to be paid a certain way. And the Chicago Bears have nowhere to hide. There's no more Ted Phillips in the way. So hopefully, again, 
this is my breaking down the GM this year. I have t- I'll be totally honest, guys. For the last three months, I've had anxiety over Ryan Poles. I'm serious. I don't know if he's the guy. This is going to tell me who this fucking guy is. How does he handle free agency? Are you setting yourself up to take the best player or are you just going to appease? And I'm going to bring up this, you know, this, this draft. Okay. So I get three picks in this draft. I trade down next year. I get picks, you know, honestly, when you look at some of these players, are you going to be happy losing out on a blue chip? Like, do you think the Jags wish they had Aiden Hutchinson? I think they do. These are the things that you are, are looking at these drafts. Jordan Davis, what did he do? Played 17 plays for the Eagles. Now the Eagles obviously have, you know, a thing. Where would Garrett Wilson, the rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year, would Atlanta take Wilson instead of London? These are the things that you can't go back. It's nice to say I got a bunch of picks. Well, do we know what talent's going to be there at your pick next year? No. So it's a risk on top of is the player going to pan out? God damn. So Not a quarterback in sight. Yeah, keep scrolling down. Is there it's any wild, man. Think about it. <laughs> There's no quarterback. But when you right. look at that list, if so, if there were Kenny Pickett comes in at twenty. Yep. Yeah. But say you had the one pick in this draft, and you were able to get the 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 nine, and say then, we went to four, okay. like we're doing right now. Yeah. Right. Everyone yeah, say we it. go to four with the Jets. You got and Sauce the, Gardner there, right? But is there anybody else taken behind Sauce that you would have been more, you'd be happier with, like? Yeah. That has scroll more down a little bit. Well, I was a big like, believer you know, Evan in Neal. Williams, but he got hurt. Evan yep. Neal, I believe, has a big future, but he didn't play up to par. I was a big fan of Traylon Burks. He's yeah. Zion Johnson, I loved. But again, am I taking him four? You're probably going to take Sauce Gardner at four. The yeah. Bears took Kyler Gordon. Right. So in this mock exercise, that would work out. And you would get the defensive player of the year, right? And say you got a one for this year's draft from the Jets. So the Jets, where do they pick now? The Jets pick uh, 13. The Jets would pick 13. Yep. And then I still have a Kenyon Green. I'm a huge fan. He played okay. really well. Uh, Zion Johnson, I was a huge fan of. So now you're helping the offensive line yep. there. So, yeah, there, there's some merit to that draft. But, again, this is the chance you got to take. You got you to gotta, you gotta take. You got to take these chances. You know, I yeah, Benjamin knows. I probably would have yep. been fighting my fucking balls off for Linderbaugh. And had a, a center in there. 
Can't even see that video of Slater front squat or squatting 495 pounds. The Chargers put out today on their Twitter front no. the, before the draft at his pro day with all his teammates behind him. It was fucking oh. insane, and he front squatted it. It was like it was just mind blowing. Slater, yeah. Anyway, we can go back to this, but that was that was a fun, that was a good little exercise in value worth. You get a, you also did a great job in defining that jackal. Hopefully, that's where the bears are coming from. Worth. Yeah, because to the- Ivan's point, I gotta be very confident in this draft class and next year's. Just hopefully that you are going to get a bunch of players. Like, free agency is going to be the definition of what it is these guys are going to do. Because if they go all out like I think they're going to and they f- plug some holes on the offensive defensive line and throw Tremaine Edwards in there or Alex Anzalone at, at middle linebacker, then all of a sudden now you're able to make sure that you go into the draft – with a huge plan, whether that be a, get a big trade down or whatever. And I think he's going to prove his worth, this GM, because never in the history have we seen a GM have the first overall pick. If you're just tuning in, we had the great Steve Edwards on the show earlier, and Shane Marsaw's internet went down tonight. Yep. So this is what I was talking about where I've I've seen this before, but it's a, an evaluation for draft picks and what they're worth. And so if you're looking to trade draft picks, these are actually is this like the Jimmy Johnson value board. It, or is it's similar. It's the Harvard sports and, and analytics okay. version of it. And so, but it just, this is what you can see what picks are worth to certain people. If you were trying to quantify that, um, I don't know if anyone can read that, but you know, it's hard to read. Can you zoom? There you go. But like you know, in the first so round, round one is three. Yeah, this is like the Jimmy Johnson, so yeah, three thousand yeah. points. And so that's where the picks are worth. But then you have to see what your players are worth, where they fall into those your grades, your buckets, the whole not. I think and polls, I think, is playing this to perfection, in my opinion. Having the position that he's in, sitting atop, kind of just slowly letting the dribs and drabs of the information come out through the media and what he wants to do, um, and and I think he can't overplay his hand because. It'd be, it'd just be fucking you and I could do that. We could negotiate right now, I think, where he's sitting because it's it, the, the toughest part is nailing the draft picks, though. If you want to get all these picks, you want 17 picks in a draft, you need to fucking hit on at least 40 of them, 40% of them, to have some success on your season because it's really hard to hit on players in the NFL. And so I, I really, you know, if everybody wants to trade down and acquire all these picks, I just be careful of having so many, you know, so many chances because it just leaves you also with the opportunity of missing. Um, so you got and- you turn to your scouts and you rank these okay, the guards, the tackles, and you value them based on your board, where you believe they're going to be drafted in, and you put your whole big board up there. Then comes your ranking. And now you've had the meetings with them, you've got the medicals, you've hit free agency very hard so you've filled the pillar pieces that you a have to spend and b have an idea of your weakest spots and where does free agency align with those 
You know, if they put a tag on Orlando Brown, that's that. Just like Deron Payne. Everyone was believing, including myself, that Payne was coming to Chicago. Now it's done. The plan has to change. Now you got to go a different way. Now Jalen Carter gets a warrant out for his arrest. What's that going to turn? You as the Chicago Bears, Carter's off your board. There's just no way you can have the first overall pick, have questions in regards to this guy, A, public, you know, questions, PC stuff, then B, have the question of his work ethic and and taking plays off that goes against your loafs, hits philosophy yeah. on top of it. So you just, he's done. He's off your board. So he's no longer in the equation. And for all we know, they love uh, my guy, Paris Johnson from Ohio state more so than anybody believe, right. Or they love, you know, Breesy who's a fucking filthy animal at defensive tackle that has had some injuries, but they love him. Or they love my guy Clancy, and they believe they can get him at and trade down with Carolina. And they believe that he's better, right? I just always remind T.J. Watt, where did he get drafted? 19th? J.J. Watt, 10th, 11th? Yeah. Uh, let's go. What did Strahan go? Oh, geez. You know, you look at these passers, they could be found. Um, our guy, Chandler Jones. Trahan's 40th. <laughs> Chandler Jones, he went where? Right before the Bears. Or the Bears took Shea McClellan and passed on Chandler Jones. These got like redrafting these things would go different. So you gotta hopefully have the right scouts. 21. The, the right people. 21 was who? Uh, Chandler Jones. Holy shit. Chandler Jones went 21. Still playing, by the way, Jackal. Playing well. Shay. Where's Shay? I really had hope for Shay. I'll be honest. I thought Shay would be better than he was. And then he became the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Soft as a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> But if I had sat down with Shay, I would have known that. That's the thing. That's the thing. Shay flashed some bend and talent off the edge. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting, needless to say. I think we had a, a really good discussion. I think how much more time in this polls presser is there? There's is another eight minutes. What do you think, Ivan? Thumb, you're the producer, super producer. Super uh, outs. How do you guys feel? I mean, I mean, at the end of the I'm, day, he's talking. I mean, we could, we've all watched it, right? Yeah, I, I've watched I mean, it. I mean, I don't, what's, what's your some go into tomorrow night? We're going to be back on the patron side, breaking down the draft with my dad, Shane. I believe cars will be there. Uh, draft mob, sign up, become a patron, pit defensive tackle. One of draft Dr. Phil's favorite nice. players in this draft, Kalijah Cansey. And then Army defensive end, Andre Carter. Army and the military uh, academies and all of them, Naval, West Point. I know 
Ivan, go Navy, right, Ivan? Cocaine bear over Yeah. <laughs> they have waived the, agree, Logan. the uh, ability to look at and have to serve. So you can go into the draft now and immediately play in the NFL has been a new rule put in place for the military academy. So yeah, fuck the Red Sox. Andre Carter. They drafted a few years ago. Why are you bringing up George Kittle again? You just want to just destroy. Did you see Will Anderson? Did you guys? I missed the first twenty minutes. Did Will? Did you guys talk about Will Anderson in his little interview talking about after meeting with Chicago and how like he was excited about it and just so they got something special going on over there. It was he, just a great. It was just a great Khalil Mack being his soundbite. his idol. You know, someone he looked at. Yeah, uh, okay. Greg Braggs had a comment question with him. Greg, a superstar him. over there. Angelo, I was asking Angelo if he knew Bragg. Angelo, Bragg. do you remember Greg Braggs? Mm, no, no. Uh, no, Angelo. Angelo so funny with no facial hair. <laughs> Listen. We've said it all. We've done it all. It's that part of the show where there's hope. There's hope, guys. Yes. And Cars says, fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> Cars. I thought you and Bears are trading up. No? That's what actually we go to this. Shout out to you, I know you see me, baby. Shout out. I know you see me, baby. Shout out. We gotta holler at you. Keep it 100 cool. We gotta show love to you. Shout out. I know you hear me, baby. Shout out. I know you see me, baby. Shout out. We gotta holler at you. Keep it 100 cool. We gotta show love to From the fans in the stands to the follows on the gram. Thanks for your support. Show with love in the DM. We stay Spencer strong, fight together till the end. Now it's time to shout out worldwide friends and fam. Like the network that keeps it real. 100 crew. So many in the world that I gotta show love to. For some, this policy the show is at its end. But for me, it's so important. Thank the charter members and the fans. Built the network, speak the truth through the tape. Never run around the truth. No narratives we create. Set them straight. No bubble screen on for the day. Audio chain getting nervous Cause keeping them up too late That's it, no more to say They get the shot of vital But hurry up, cause the postman's getting homicidal Shout out I know you hear me, baby Shout out I know you see me, baby Shout out We gotta holler at you Keep it 100 cool We gotta show love to Shout out I know you hear me, baby Shout out I know you see me, baby Shout out we gotta holler at you, keep it 100 cool. We gotta show love to the network that keeps it real. Sense is strong. Played it all for Claudio. Oh, Claudio oh. the barber. So serious at the end. It's like, what the. <laughs> Why so serious? Why so serious? Jinx. 
Claudio the Barber, one of your epic performances again. Yes, it was it was good. <laughs> a lot you. of fun. You caught me on the phone. But caught you on the phone. That's it. Hey. Not else I can say about that. I fucked your mom. It was funny. (laughs) (laughs) I fucked your mom. He's he's rolling a joint. He's doing this. I know. I did. It was for guessing. (laughs) I was like, oh, he's looking up videos of Mbappe. (laughs) (laughs) You were getting killed. (laughs) Mbappe. I give Ed Steve credit for just plowing through and just talking oh, he was right on the screen all by itself. Well, that's why, because I'm listening and I hear him talking. So I'm, I'm just like, cracking oh, okay, up. They're, they're fucking, they're talking. I'm on my I phone. couldn't stop. And then, I, then I see the text, oh. hi, Claude. I'm like, the I was hyperventilating in the back. That shit was hilarious. Oh, man, that was so <laughs> funny. Was I was crying. Tears coming down. Classic moment uh, in this history of this show was you. Let's start with you. You got any shout outs? Shout out you guys. It's always fun. Obviously, it's always a good time. Always great guests. And uh, the fans, the people in the chat, just always keeping it 100. And always, I love the back and forth between you guys arguing. And Bears fan of love was was out there saying some crazy shit tonight. So, (laughs) shout out to him. Who is that? I I I don't know who this dude is. Who is this guy? You, Claudio. No, I don't That's know. What you were typing. Is, but it's all right. He's getting, uh, he's getting fired up. The blockchain is pretending to have internet issues. Yeah, that's it. Bears BFL. Wanted to go back. You might be right, actually. That might be the only thing you were right about. Like, my internet's down. Yeah, Shane said the wait time for his internet was like 1 30 a.m. Yeah, 1 30 or something oh, like that. He's like, so that's a night. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Should be sleeping at night. Smart. Just go to bed. Claudio, so we it. do this every week, even in the offseason, keeping it 100. I'm trying to link up a next week's show. Do we have anyone on the I'm schedule? I'm back from Dr. Reicher. Um, I know we're going to have one doctor on. Uh, Jim Larison is Dr. Jack Brown might be coming Jack. on. Dr. Jack Brown is a body language expert. And he's going to look at Justin Fields and Ryan Poles and Eberflus and kind of see if they're lying. Well, that's what well, you're Hold on a second. Hold on. I was looking, you shut up. I was no. looking for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're going to put the comment I up? was going to bring the comment up. <laughs> yeah, Bears oh. fan of love was like, oh, yeah. Poles is full of shit. You can see him. He's looking at rocking back and forth. He's got so no Maybe that's Dr. Brown. Is that you, Dr. Brown? Dr. Brown could I is Bears fan Bears fan of love. It's like a ride at the uh, amusement park up in Illinois. <laughs> uh, is he onto something there? We'll see. I literally said, I said, is this this guy behavioral fucking? He could be. He could. Jesus Christ. He could be right. Jackal. Really speaking of behavioral psychology. Oh man. Do you have any? Uh, shout outs you know shout you guys out i know everybody here has a lot going on outside of chicago bears world and the ttnl network um so i do think about all you guys i hope everything is going well with the families um so i send nothing but love and positivity to you um but also shouting out anybody uh you know in regards to shout out just reach out to somebody that you're thinking about i know i say it all the time but you know you never know a lot of fucking wild shit going on in today's world um 
stuff on crazy video some dude shooting a homeless man yesterday in fucking st louis in the middle of the day like yeah. what the fuck but with that being said just reach out to somebody tell them let them know you're thinking about them you know just fucking be kind to people what the fuck are we doing but anyway mm. peace love and happiness that is all so true so true um some disgusting things out there man yes I see it all day really? at work. I don't need to see it on social media all day. It's fucking crazy. It's just fucking wild. It's... Ivan Vargas, you have a shout out. Yeah. yeah, just keep it short. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to everybody in the chat. Making it interesting. It got uh, got interesting there early on in the chat. But, um, but yeah, it's always fun on Wednesday nights talking ball with you guys. And Steve was amazing. Had a great time with him uh, or listening to him and and having him uh talk bears with us so great uh great wednesday another great show shout out to you guys shout out to everybody watching peace great stuff i want to shout all of you guys out shane i know him and riley oh yeah it sucks that he wasn't able to come out here and shout out so we'll save that for next week but i'll shout out riley on his birthday and the trip they did shout out to the cap man for helping put together something special we'll talk about that next week for shane um shout out uh greg braggs for his help as well in that and uh uh bear truth nine shout him out keys guy shout him out bears fan of love is he right is that dr brown keys guy otis nichols i saw him in the chat tonight Patron numero uno, Kyle Murhot. Want to shout him out? New guy. I've never seen Kyle's name out there. Sergio Salcedo. Spice that. Browns breakfast. That's good. Fucking Shane gave me fucking killer. The fucking killer. Sergio Salcedo, always sharing the show and shouting us out here at TTNL. Uh, do me a favor smash the like button subscribe and share it with other bears fans that you know that want to keep it 100 that want to debate that want to have some laughs this isn't for everybody i understand that and we're never going to change steven w and evan uh, shout you out brian gilmore i saw jose torres my boy was in there H.L. Priest, the Caminator. Fuck Lo uh, Logan Frost and his UK love of the office. Bill <laughs> Wagner. Shout out Bill. Bill every week makes me laugh, even if he's breaking my balls. Shout out my guy right there. Chris Sandlin. Read my mind. Who's, who just put him up there? And happy birthday to Mrs. Sandman. Heather Sandler is better half. Awesome. Ron G, Cool Kennedy. My girl Cherie, she couldn't be here tonight. Shouting her out. Much love to her. She's always looking out. As Jackal said, our life isn't just this show. There's a lot of stuff going on. Matt Cadreau, David Cox, Adam Dobbs. Adam Dobbs deserves a shout out every week. I haven't done it enough. Mike Feldmer and Brian Gilmore. 
Let's shout out some new patrons. Andrew Bryant, Ed Merkel, Aaron, Marlon Green, Sean Bryant, Jim Crowley, Crowley, Isaac Crowley. Sullivan, just a we guy saw. named Chris. Got a shout out, just a guy named Chris, right, Jackal? Just Any a guy Chris named Chris. with a C? If a Chris with a K, what do you do? Uh, I tried that when I was in fourth grade. <laughs> Didn't work out. Eric Castro Werner, Sidney Drake, Robert McGraw Jr. He's always here. He deserves always a shout out. Brian Salaji, Lawrence Yarber, Sam Anastasi, Obed Diaz Cortez, and Jeremiah Sanders are the new patrons signing up. Gotta shout them all out. Uh, if you're not a patron, go over there, sign up, become a patron. We'll be live breaking down the draft tomorrow night. And we'll be live with the Masters class with Coach O on the weekend, on Sunday. Uh, on Sunday. Okay, I hit on a guy that was, he's good. Even Ted thought that was funny. <laughs> hey. Ted. Teddy, Ted, Ted. Anyway, we'll catch you next week. Uh, I believe one of the doctors will be one of three doctors. I know I'll be here next week. I just play a doctor on TV. Claudia will be yes. here snoozing it up. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for watching. We love you guys. Have a great night and a great show. Peace to everybody. Right, Claudio? What? Yeah? Yeah. Huh? Yep. The tape never lies. Hey, fuckers. This is Brian Erlacher, and I'm keeping it 100 on the Tape Never Lies Network. You guys know the tape never lies. Give me some name. Come on, Shane. Tape never lies, network. Tape never lies, network. Maybe tune in. I'm a born American boy. Born in this land. I tell you what, man. Preston <laughs> Abner, I tell you what, man, you could be better in the open field. That's all I said. Brenton Gill's the fucking new punt god. I'm fucking love it. I love it. I grew a goatee because the only way people knew that I had actually gone through puberty is his hair either had to be here or here, and that was it. <laughs> These guys will tell you the best abilities. Stability isn't availability. It's accountability. You fucking nerd fucks. Uh, there you go. Yep, I'm liking, I'm liking, I'm liking. Fuck yourself. <laughs> blame, blame it on the bubble wrap. I love uh, Jim Larison is faster coming out of the end zone than I see Ebner. It's pretty true. I mean, that's true. The tape never lies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who's gonna rise up? Ah!
Jeepers, creepers. I'm good. I'm feeling good about this week, man. I'm excited. Yeah! And when we go, I love, I love all that. That's going to get old. Good, good man. That's good. <laughs> more podcasts we listen to during the season. Have you watched The Matrix yet, dude? So man, I fucking oh, fucked up. The chat would be the great bigger on my ass. I was like, oh man. Audio hired him to draw logos. Ours <laughs> <laughs> was also supposed to be named after Dion Warwick. That's so strange. <laughs> Give me some fucking names. You know how cold it is here, guys? I'm doing this for you. <laughs> I'm doing this for you, you know. I got it up. Watching the tape never lies, network. Watch her face, cunts. She gotta work that ass with that.